Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Oh! How <laughs> wow. at the end there. I'm sorry yeah. I just got so excited. A yeehaw crept into my voice. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Well, introduce amazing. yourself first, for God's sakes. Oh. Kenyon, you sound so different. I make that joke at the top of every guest episode. I know, I've been listening. It it always kills. (laughs) Although in this case, it's actually true. Hi, I'm Kenyon. (laughs) And uh, uh, something's different about me. (laughs) Guess what? Guess what it is. Guess what it is. Pregnancy is crazy, (laughs) y'all. The hormones are nuts. They're gnarly. They're gnarly. Turns out there's a rare condition where the baby can turn you into Hannah Gadsby. (laughs) (laughs) The famous comedian from Australia. Oh, from Australia. You totally do look like Hannah Gadsby. She's my celebrity doppelganger, and I I completely. I completely embrace it. I love it so much. I'm totally totally okay with it. Oh my god! God. I do great on uh, on uh, like lesbian nights at gay bars. Amazing, (laughs) which is fine because you are indeed gay. Before any emails come in, I am. (laughs) Send your emails to Amanda. No, this gives my personal email. I've given given my personal email to literally everybody. Yeah, amazing. Okay, well, I should probably introduce myself. I am Robbie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just wrapped up the first season of a podcast called Could Have Been Heroes, which is a very nerdy thing Mm -hmm. involving fairy tales and and twists on old folklore. And and, um, tabletop tabletop role-playing games. And (laughs) witches and Amanda pretending to be a witch and a manatee person at the same time. Wow. It's the best project ever. I'm so proud of it. Mm -hmm. I, we had, uh, season one is 69 episodes. Yep, it nailed a, it. It is, it's, it is a long, uninterrupted, unbroken narrative structure. I mean, we've done uh, basically 300 long, uninterrupted, rambling <laughs> Episodes. We yeah. don't even have seasons. We're yeah. just <laughs> infinite. Just plow through. You guys are still in season one. I'm waiting for that season break. Oh my god, the finale is going to be insane. <laughs> yeah. Th- episode 300 finale. I because oh, it will man. be my death. I'm going to die <laughs> doing this job. <laughs> I cut- can no longer do anything else. You cut to the video. It's just the Amanda as the girl from the ring, like yeah, <laughs> just in a closet. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a skeleton. All shriveled. Okay. So, so that good. was that was my very first venture into podcasting. It was absolutely amazing. It was really rewarding, fulfilling, super cool. I learned a bunch of stuff. And now Aaron and I are actually doing another thing called Ghost Wax, which yes. is about a guy who can raise the dead and make them uh, give testimonies about how they died. So 
Cool. Robbie is basically the best narrative fantasy storytelling genius and also my best friend and also has known Lucy and I for many moons a long Mm -hmm. fucking time. Since we were like 15, 14 or 15. Yep. Because Robbie could drive. Yep. I was I was a safe choice yep. for Robbie was Brett. gay and Robbie yeah, could drive. Hell. My mom's <laughs> only two requirements. He can drive. Does he have a good record? Is he gay? Yeah. Okay, yes. you can go okay, out with him. Okay, you yep. have a good you can go <laughs> you on. Have, a, have a good time. Okay, you can have sex with him. Go on. You have a good time. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I, okay. I, I, okay. If it puts if it puts our friendship into a little bit of chronological context, Robbie took Amanda and I to a anti-Iraq war rally anti-george bush yeah Yeah. before we invaded yeah (laughs) yes we were we went we went uh just after 9-11 yeah it was post 9-11 and it was please don't please don't destroy the entire middle east uh in like furious retaliation didn't work didn't work we tried Let's yeah, we've been friends for a minute. A long time. A minute. An yeah. entire war. I was yeah. 18. I had just moved. I was doing like student uh, uh, like student teacher work for my dad uh-huh, as he had uh-huh. just started teaching at your school. And I was carrying files or something into the, into the art center, art center on seven. Uh-huh. And I heard these girls laughing at the under, other end of the hall. And I was like, I must know them. I must. <laughs> <laughs> and I followed he the sound my of screams. From yeah. I heard the, the sound of Amanda's cackling and followed it to Amanda and Lucy. And we've been friends ever since. Yep, it's true. <laughs> we were hiding from the hall monitors. Probably. When, when we say no new friends, we super mean it. Mm-hmm. Like all of our friends are. How from are a million you, years ago? How are you so lucky? I don't know. That's I mean, it takes all- a lot of work to offend people constantly. <laughs> it made it. Yeah, I I forgot where my mind was going because I'm high, which is a good segue <laughs> into uh, Lucy. Do you want to introduce the episode today? I sure do. Oh yeah, I'm Lucy, and the other one's Amanda. Oh yeah, I'm Amanda. <laughs> I take up a lot of space in any given room, so I see why it took you guys a minute to get to you. Sorry. Uh, I'm just very excited and nervous and uh, and, Uh, and thrilled to be here. The stakes stakes couldn't be lower, honey. You got this. (laughs) Could not be lower. So today we have for you a very special fan pick. Well, kind of. A very special sponsorship. Mm -hmm. So this was actually a gal's pick. And by that, I mean it was a me pick because mm-hmm. my friend Ben jokingly suggested this one time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I plugged it in and I asked Caroline Moore, our sponsor, if they would like to sponsor this episode. And they were like, uh, sure. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, Amazing. Right. So today's topic is Fast and Furious Crimes. <laughs> yes. And then I was like, I know this episode doesn't come out for a minute, but can Robbie guess on this? Because this is the longest standing argument, feud, really, <laughs> that we have ever had. My allegiance to the Fast and Furious franchise is incredibly strong. It is the greatest franchise ever made. <laughs> and uh, Robbie... Hard agree. Wait, what? 
You're punking me. <laughs> I'm totally punking you. It's the worst thing ever. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, wouldn't it be funny, though, if I just came on and pretended to be totally pro Fast and the I'd Furious? I'd be so and- fucking mad at you because that you'd s- uh, No, no. And when- so Lucy and Robbie are going to gang up on me in this episode, but I know well, that we'll kind of get to it. I know that my diehard Fast lovers are out there, and we are an unstoppable super minority. Dozen strong. Super minority. We are dozen dozen strong. strong. And we will uphold the values of I don't have friends, I have family. We choose to go to the moon in Fast and Furious number nine. Oh my god. Listen. They don't go all the way to the moon, but they do go to space and it is fucking perfect. And it's like the turds from Tokyo Drift. It's so good. It's so good. Amanda and I have been friends for 20 years. Plus, yeah. And disagreed about one One thing. thing. (laughs) And this is it. And this is it. This is it. And it comes up a lot. You'd (laughs) be surprised how often the battle is on. Like a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Holy mother of God. So thank you. Can I just take a moment to say that when you asked me to be on Wine and Crime, I was so excited and happy because I'm, you know, a huge fan. And I was like, this is so awesome. I can't friggin' wait. What's the topic? Yeah, immediately it was like, oh, what's the topic gonna be? I gotta start researching. I'm so excited. And she goes... Fast and furious crimes. (laughs) And I said, Are you serious? Get the fuck out of here. I'm not serious. I'm furious. I'm I'm furious. furious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fast and furious. I'm not serious. I'm furious. (laughs) Dude. If that's not the fast 10 tagline <laughs> this Fast time it's seriously, seriously furious, furious. Yeah. furiously oh my furious God. <laughs> i cannot tell you what a roller coaster of emotions that was <laughs> when i was like yay oh, oh, are you fuck. fucking serious <laughs> i'm oh not serious I'm, I'm furious, furious. <laughs> are you furious <laughs> unbelievable I'm too furious Okay, Okay. let's get, let's cut to the chase. Yeah. Amanda. Ah, Nice. I see what you did there. Uh Uh-huh. What the fuck is our wine crime pairing? (laughs) Is it motor oil? (laughs) Is it Vin Diesel's sweat? (laughs) Oh, God. Those would, both of those would have been so good. It's just Nas. It's, well, okay. In a mug. Uh, There was part of me that was going to get Nas, uh, because they make those, like, Nas energy drinks. Oh, yeah. Ew. So I was going to drink that, that with vodka, funny. but they taste so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Plus, you have a heart arrhythmia. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be like four loco. Like, it would be great. health Oh, my God. This would For be the, the last. This would be the season finale of Wine and Crime. <laughs> <laughs> I drank that, and uh, I had so much amazing wink wine. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pick my one of my favorite wink wines to go with one of my favorite movie franchises. And for those of you who are just joining us for the first time ever, welcome. I'm sorry. And... Head to trywink.com. That's T R Y W I N C.com forward slash gals because Wink Wine Club is the greatest invention known to man. It's an <laughs> online wine club that delivers wine directly to your door or to a Walgreens so you could pick it up at the same time as your 
copious amounts of medications. High your NAS. And your NAS. Or, you know, if, if it won't ship to your state, maybe just across state lines so you can go get it that there way. There you go, baby. But if you head to trywink.com forward slash gals, you'll get 20 bucks off your first box. It's the most amazing thing ever, so check it out. But I had Wink's wonderful Malbec <gasps> in my bag, and I love the entire wonderful, quote-unquote, line of... Uh, they're vegan, right? Wink wines, they are vegan. They are just so delicious, and they're really, like, easy food parable wines. I'm so high that I'm not talking properly. <laughs> I timed this gummy really, really well. But I wanted to choose a wonderful wine to represent a wonderful franchise oh with wonderful acting, oh wonderful twists and stunts, wonderful <laughs> guest appearances from such acclaimed wonderful uh, actors as Charlize Theron, Jason Statham. In their strongest roles John that they've done. Cena. Yeah, Charlize Theron as a white lady with dreads in oh, the first the one that she was good. in. That was rough. I also felt like it really spoke to how wonderfully oh, close I follow the <laughs> long-term feud between Vin Diesel and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, which reflects the feud between myself and my best friend Robbie <laughs> over <laughs> this franchise and its legitimacy in not only the cinema sphere but the zeitgeist as a whole. Um, and so I just I grabbed a wonderful bottle of wine out of my cabinet. And uh, this Malbec is out of Argentina. It's from Mendoza, Argentina. This is the 2020 Malbec. And this says, ever wonder what's in the wine that you're drinking? Well, we did too, which is why we created wonderful wines. They are sustainably farmed, vegan friendly, and pesticide free so that you can drink clean and feel the wonders. She clocks in at 14.8% ABV. So I'm about to go to space in a in an augmented <laughs> vehicle and she is a popper so uh i'm i uh, fuck i lotioned you guys shit <laughs> that's almost as stupid as the entire franchise oh nice <laughs> nice she's i i was literally biting my tongue during that whole wonderful wonderful this wonderful, and wonderful that wonderful i also want to make it very clear that i didn't write a single note for my wine segment that was all free association oh. about my love of not only this wine but this franchise ready <laughs> yep <laughs> Oh, Ooh. whoa! Really <laughs> furious pop. That Violent was both fast pop. and furious. I'm not fast. I'm furious. <laughs> I'm furious. <laughs> oh, mother of God! I look like at the look at the color. Look how inky this Malbec Ooh. is. Isn't yeah. that stunning? Ooh. I'm obsessed. Yeah, you could. Uh... What glass are you drinking out of? Oh, I officiated a wedding for an incredible bride. Hi, Emily, and her groom. Oh. And as a wedding gift, and there may be three, and I may have kept all three. <gasps> no, I want one. Are these little etched XOXO, the wine and crime gals glasses that oh, she made. Nice. They're I want beautiful. mine. You can have well, two. You can have Kenyans. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. Hold on. Let's give her a chance to claim it. Kenyan, do you want your etched glass from the... No, she's cool. She doesn't want... She, doesn't, she didn't uh, say she doesn't shit. So, uh, yeah, she didn't say shit. Yeah. <laughs> She's also not ever going to listen to this episode. Maybe. No. Maybe she will. Maybe she won't. Ooh, but anyway. Wait, let's check. Let's check. Hey, Kenyon, if you listen to this part of this episode, 
please yeah. let us know. Yeah. And text text us the word uh, dog pig. All, all one word. Well, wait. Yeah. She might actually just text us that. Like No, it, she would never. On her own. No, okay. Okay. Text us. She texts I, me dog pig all the time. <laughs> she called them. Oh, my gosh. She's just been she calling you a, a dog that's, pig. Yeah, she calls me a dog pig every every other week. Rude. Text us dog pig fast and furious 69. All Got one it. word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's hear more about this as we drink. I hope both of you have something in your system because it's. Time for Lucy to take the wheel. Wheel! What's our background in psych today for Fast and Furious crimes? Oh, 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 oh. No psych. No. So, in terms of things in my system, yes, I also just took a gummy. Yes! (laughs) Uh, And also, I will say, it was our fan picker's request that I tell jokes throughout my segment. So, (laughs) I'm just going to start now. She is so furious about this, you guys. You're about <laughs> she, to be furious. She's absolutely for serious. She is so fucking for furious about so, this. For furious. It's kind of weird. I only seem to get sick on weekdays. I must have a weekend immune system. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No. What are the, what are the odds that the... the Lucy is just pretending that the person asked for these jokes. Oh my god! <laughs> no, you can read the email, but also I, I would totally be, get away with it. I will be reading the email, cross checking, <laughs> double check. <laughs> All right, Fast and Furious, also known as The Fast and The Furious, is a also media known as the we'll greatest film to... franchise of all time. We won't get to that. <laughs> I media, knew you wouldn't, so I suck it in. Is a media franchise. Centered on a series of action films that are largely concerned with street racing, heists, spies, and family. Mostly family. You read that totally out of order. All right. The franchise also includes short films, a television series, live shows. Wait. We'll get to the live shows. Toys, video games, and theme park attractions. Incredibly (laughs) high-quality, high-production-value theme park rides. Yes. Is there one where you could just, like, ride in Vin Diesel's mouth? (laughs) Because that's (laughs) a dream of mine. Yeah. Is there a Vin Diesel face ride? No, I've I've actually seen a review of it. You basically sit in a bus with screens all around you and like horribly bad CG Vin Diesel like flies around on you going like the family or like whatever the movie is like. You're sitting in a tram and you're like being guided through. I would like season tickets, please. The highlight is the Vin Diesel maquette you get to stand with at the end, the like wax sculpture oh or whatever. The highlight yes. is when you leave. <laughs> oh, okay. that's as you leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the main films are collectively known as the Fast Saga. Oh my God! So yes, yes, they are. It's a saga now. I had oh, never seen yeah. a like single Candy Crush, Candy Crush Saga. Oh, I had God. never seen a single Fast and Furious movie. So last night, I thought I should do my due diligence get really stoned and watch mm-hmm. the first installment of the franchise. And I made notes on my phone throughout. So I will just read you my stoned at midnight notes. Oh my God. Reactions as I watch this. Okay. One thing I just got to jump in <laughs> and I'm going to a lot. Oh boy. 
first of all, if this other friend of ours is listening, this what you did last night reminds me of what my friend Nick and I do where we play Nick and Amanda ruin the movies and we will watch the same <laughs> movie at the same time, not necessarily talking to each other and writing jokes and notes throughout the movie and then we swap at the end and see That's how many great. of them are the same. It's really fun. We used to do it because he lives in Chicago, so we mm-hmm. used to do it all the time as like a hey, what are you doing on Tuesday night? Let's watch a Nick Cage movie at the same time and then like G-chat our insane jokes about it to each other. Anyway. Not the bees! So the first Fast and Furious movie is not ideal. No shit. (laughs) It's not ideal, okay? Too Fast, Too Furious starts to understand who she is. She gets to know what she's doing. She starts to not maybe take... She is the franchise as a whole. Oh, okay. the, f- the Fast and the, the Fast furious. and the Furious, and she is furious <laughs> with you. She starts to get to know herself. She stops taking herself so seriously. Then you get to Tokyo Drift, and you're like, "This is mania. What is going on? I don't mm. even think we're on the same timeline. None of the characters are the same, except Vin Diesel's in this for eight seconds. What's going on? What's going on with this franchise? Then it comes back to Fast and Furious. When you're getting into like the fourth and fifth movies, they really hit their stride. These oh are like God. cream of the crop, fast and furious, and it has only gotten better from there. Now, I have, a, <laughs> I have a theory about why the first one. This episode is going to be 18 hours it's long. It's going to be really fucking long. I just want to warn everyone. <laughs> I, I have, have a theory. It might be a two-part. <laughs> and it's important that okay. I say this okay. theory. Okay. So I think... D- Vin Diesel is a avid Dungeons and Dragons player. 100%. He's like a big advocate for it. It's the only good thing about him. Um, so Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, I just. I, we'll talk after the show because you okay. literally are coming over. So. Yeah. So. Because <laughs> I miss you. We're going to continue this you. fight into the wee hours of the evening. Oh, I guarantee it. All of our fiancés are just going to go run away with each other. Yeah, <laughs> end of their lives. I just also have to say, listeners, Amanda, I've known her for a really long time. She is smart. She does have good taste. Um, you don't know hold, it. Don't hold her love of the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise against You two her. are so violently wrong. Like, like... <laughs> It's an act of violence against all of mankind how wrong you are. Can I get Our, through my segment? Yeah, go oh ahead. Oh, my God. All right, go I'll tell ahead. you my theory later. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What is your theory? Well, my theory is he's an avid Dungeons & Dragons player. Yeah. I believe that in the first film, he and the other characters are level one or two. Mm-hmm. And every yep. every film, they level They're up a couple up. of times. This is true because it starts to get into like super un, unspoken superhero territory where yeah. like the feats that they're pulling off are unimaginable. So yeah. they can't just be human. Yeah, they're and, then, and then it gets meta because in Fast 9, they kind of poke fun at that concept mm-hmm. in and of itself. Mm-hmm. You guys, it's amazing. Continue. So before I started it, when I was going to rent it because it was... Two ninety nine. Buy it. It pays for itself. Two watches. It pays for itself. It's disgusting. I had to text Amanda just to make sure it was the fast and the furious, since there were like, you know, nine, nine. options. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. So here are my notes. Ja Rule, is that you? Yes, it is. <laughs> Pink slips are a total ripoff of Greece. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's that guy's name again? The Rock. The one with the round nose. I was no. referring to Vin Diesel, yep, and I Rock could not, not remember his one. name. <laughs> the Rock is not in the first one, and Ludacris isn't in the first one either. It's kind of a bummer. 
I know, because I only watched the first one. But yeah. Vin Diesel does have a sweet little button nose. It does. That's all I, I can fixate on. Yeah, I can't deny that. Okay, so this is during the, the street race. No, oh, yeah. no, too fast. Too the, furious. The nose is unnecessary. <laughs> He's going like 6,000 miles an hour. Pedestrians, exclamation point. <laughs> oh, we'll get to the pedestrians, honey. <laughs> too fast. Too fast. Too fast. <laughs> Funny, because the next movie is Too Fast, Too Furious, so. Yeah. Next note, I'm glad he lost. He was reckless. <laughs> <laughs> Polly Shore, is that you? Probably. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't yeah. remember Polly Shore in the Super first one. not, but it's a guy that looks surprised. a lot like Polly Shore. Uh, Great. Yeah, fair. Why are there hundreds of people at a street race? Thousands. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdest house party ever. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of those. In the I franchise. Miss, I miss Jaw Rule Summer Jams. Is he problematic? Well, <laughs> who knows? Who cares? I, I don't know. Well, didn't Google he do that. Fire Firefest? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. but that was amazing. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, that was, that was the best comedy of, of all that time. year. Yeah. He, he, Minus punked, the he punked white people. It was awesome. Well, yeah, he awesome. also really fucked over the locals. But apart from that. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's bad. But, hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Okay. Oh, they live at that house party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. a lot of cookouts. A lot of cookouts in uh-huh. the series. These cars are hideous. <laughs> Paul has ramen hair. Mm, yes, he does. <laughs> this movie is a case for city ordinances, honestly. <laughs> 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 did he just say race wars in relation to Honda Civics? Yes, he oh, did. God. Yes, he did. I don't get what the plot is. Are they stealing carburetors? <laughs> <laughs> is, is that, that you- Polly Shore? <laughs> they keep saying race wars. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a cop? Mm-hmm. This is like well into the movie. Oh, we, yeah. We probably should put a spoiler alert at the top. Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe someone no out there has a spoiler alert. Right. Get oh, it? That is, that is <laughs> right, because, because the plot is so finely nuanced. It right. is. <laughs> it is. And then at some point, someone pronounced something Coachella because mm. it's pre Coachella. Yeah, sure. Isn't that how you say it? I don't know Co- how. Barbacoachella. They- it's from Coachella. Coachella. <laughs> Why are they hijacking a semi? I really don't understand the plot. Oh, they poor, need it. Poor high Lucy. I hope this is almost over. <laughs> it's not, honey. No to this entire semi situation. How is this not how Paul Walker died? That's oh, really too good. soon. That's really it's not good. too soon. It is. Ooh, I hope they have to amputate. Oh, I right. hope they have to amputate. Oh, right. He's a cop. Polly yeah. Shore, no! Oh no, Polly Shore. Polly Shore is not in this movie. This is I prin- don't remember that. I wrote this is Princess Die all over again. Oh my god. These are amazing. <laughs> Honestly, when is this over? They're so irreverent. <laughs> Honestly, when is this over? Honestly, when <laughs> Yes, Jaw Rule outro music. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you made it. I made it. Wow. Barely. Wow. I was really over it. Well, Holy if, shit. If you need an in-depth explanation, we can do that for Patreon. Well, I may have to rethink what I think everything about. Everything you ever thought you knew may, about no, Fast and Furious. No, no, no. I may have to think of what, rethink what I thought about Twitter because 
That Lucy, this is what Twitter is for. Yeah, Lucy stoned just telling us what she thinks about Fast and the Furious. <laughs> the first one from as she watches it. Like 20 years ago. 2001. Yeah, so more than 20 years ago. Oh my yeah. god. This franchise is as old as our friendship. Yep, literally. Oh yeah, I, then you should treat it with that much love and care like a baby bird. Maybe oh it, maybe the first film just hit different in 2001, but it did not land for yeah, me it's, last it's night. It's not great. It's not a great start. It's not a great pilot episode, but my oh. God. Pilot Shh. episode, it's a feature film. <laughs> yes. Spent <laughs> yes. so much money. So many stunt people risked their lives to yes. make that. To make that pilot, pilot. episode. Yeah. <laughs> and my God, has it paid off? Oh, I do have a picture on the drive, which will be Get on the it. blog, of a still of Paul Walker leaping from the car to the semi uh, in the middle yeah. of the highway. It's amazing. It's He's doing like a barrel roll boot <laughs> kick. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. New boot goofing over here. Good God. Look at that spoiler. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't believe how much you don't appreciate this. So yeah, I continue. just found so I just found out I'm colorblind. The news oh. came out of the purple. Oh my god. Oh my god, what? that was a joke. I thought I was like, wow, she was really stoned. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, are that these was still the, tweets? No, I'm peppering no, in that, my jokes for Caroline. Got it, got yeah, it. and I hate it. Continue. Okay, so The Fast and the Furious, uh The Fast and the Furious is the first film in the Fast Saga from 2001. Then we have Too Fast, Too Furious, numeral twos, in 2003. Mm -hmm. The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, in 2006. Mm -hmm. Fast and Furious, mm -hmm. in 2009. They, couldn't, they couldn't come up with a, a, like a word play for the fourth one. Nope. Seriously Furious. I Seriously. Can't. It's Fo fucking stupid. <laughs> Foreskin of the Furious. Then that we have... <laughs> yeah, see, I'd watch that movie. <laughs> furious foreskin. Furious. There are angry dicks. Yeah, of course I'd watch that. Take this furiously. Uh, God, it's coming for you. You can find an over-the-counter topical ointment to fix that. <laughs> oh, then in 2011, but if we drop below 50 miles an hour, Wait, that's it'll explode. Speed, you asshole. That's Wait, the wrong oh, movie. That's a, oh, that's the other car movies. Not yeah, the sorry. Other car yeah, there's two car movies. There's it's two speed <laughs> and there are two car movies. Yep. And the movie and, Cars. And, and the movie Cars is not one of. Them. No, that's animated, right? That doesn't, doesn't count. count. They're not it can actually still cars. be a movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, no, no, <laughs> no it's thing. not one of no. the two car movies. It's not one of the two car movies. You can't okay. sit with us. I am halfway through my list of stupid names of these fucking movies. In 2011, we have Fast Five. Brilliant. In 2013. Might be, I think Fast Five is my favorite in the franchise. That's the one where they drag the safe through Miami with like. Dear God. With like. Two Dodge Chargers. Yeah, and they, it's like the safe is at the size of my house. They drag this safe, <laughs> the safe the size of yeah of a my garage house. through it's so good. a metropolitan city downtown. I think somebody also put together like a, an approximation of how if, if yes. this were a true to life. Movie scenario. scenario how many people would die in each Fast and Furious movie and it yeah. is in like the thousands <laughs> like yeah, they, they would wipe out entire 
cities. It's like they, the movie Taken. He kills yes. like 800 people to yeah, save so his daughter. They are swinging that giant safe around. Yeah. Vault. It's a vault. Yeah. They're swinging it around like a medieval morning star. It's amazing. Like, whipping it around. I mean, hundreds of people. That thing would have come so out good. covered in human gore it's at the so end of that. Yuck. It's so it would, good. Just a meat grinder downtown situation. Jesus Christ, a blender. Yeah, I mean, it's an open blender. Horrific. Oh, human gore. I gotta rewatch Just Fast Five. It's so viscera. good. Viscera. Yes, viscera. Also, mm-hmm. after you're done reading the names of these movies in order, will you go back and do them in chronological order? Because they don't fall in the storyline in the chronological order of the reality of our universe. Oh my God, are you shitting me? I'm not doing nope. that. Okay, well then I will. I, do, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I invite I don't you I to do not that. do that. <laughs> I haven't even read the list. I started ten minutes ago. Keep We're going. Just, just talking about all of them. Go then we have Fast ahead. and Furious Six. Then we have Furious Seven. Then we have the Fate of the Furious oh, in twenty seventeen. Oh, fate. fate. Get it? I F8. do. Then we have yeah. F F nine in twenty twenty one, and Fast the one nine, coming baby. out next year is Fast X, mm-hmm. the tenth and God willing final. Okay, that- but the order in the Fast and Furious timeline is the Fast and the Furious, then the turbocharged prelude, then Too Fast, Too Furious, then Los Bandoleros. This is like including the spinoffs and the their short films, the shorts. Yeah. Oh my God. Then Fast and Furious, then Fast Five, then Fast and Furious Six. Then Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, then Fast Furious really? Seven, then Fate, then Hobbs and Shaw, then Fast Nine. Why do you know this? She's a super fan. <laughs> She's a super fan. Has she hidden this from you? No, but it's, it's jarring to me. There's it's an incredible jarring. video <laughs> that Ludacris makes of the storyline order, and it is so fucking good. And I know I've talked about it on this show before. I like I I don't When would that have come up? I don't think people people don't understand how much I love this franchise. Like they don't they don't get believe it. you. They don't believe me. <laughs> when I you every time you tell me, I just go inside. This. Like the I just only- go in. The only people who get it are like our friends, Dave, Tony, and Andy. Like, that's it. I have three. I'm on an island with three boys Mm -hmm. in my love of this franchise. Yeah. And I am also there. that way. But I'm I'm like throwing things and. You're there for food. We're going to eat you. you. Yeah. That's it. I'm the the sustenance. I'm piggy. I'm piggy. I've always been piggy. That's my sort of my fate. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, As somebody th- who really likes words, just looking at this list of titles and all the different naming conventions makes me want to vomit. I know. It's so like, good. It's it is so, so good. crazy. You want to know what will drive you more insane? I couldn't mm. even copy and paste this. I had to type it out by hand. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> I know. It was. So it took me a long time. You're I doing like a this. really good job, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I have a fun fact for you. Oh, good. What? Paul Walker almost did not get the role in the first movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. Producers oh, also considered Mark Wahlberg. Oh. Yep. Christian Bale. See, that would have made more sense to me. No, Mark Wahlberg would have ruined it. Christian Bale, eh. And Eminem. That's the only no other comparable shit. choice. Only other comparable Eminem, choice. I would watch it if it was Eminem. He brings Hun- a, a grungy element. Yeah, absolutely it's true that Paul Walker is extremely pretty, mm-hmm. but 
Uh, Paul, yeah. Paul Walker really made this this role, this character blossom and bloom. He really yeah, he made it awesome. his own. I, I just, God bless. I tried to watch a Fast and Furious movie last night before this. Couldn't quite bring myself to do it, but I did watch Paul Walker in Joyride instead. Oh my God, that movie is amazing. <laughs> it's so good. It's so does not hold up. Hey there, Rusty Nail. This is Candy Cane, totally Candy a woman Kane. on the CB. Did you ever see Joyride, Lucy? I don't know. Oh, oh it's you so good. Love it. You would love it. it is, is that the like, one with like Alicia Silverstone's in the trunk or something? Nope. No. 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 So Joyride is a movie where two brothers. Just two brothers. Two brothers. Pretend to be a woman on a CB radio and they run afoul. Because they like buy this shitty old car yeah. to take a road trip or something. Yeah. And there's a CB radio in the car, and they're like, "Let's fuck around with it." And basically, catfish oh, and the, truckers. And the, tru- the trucker gets like homicidal. Yep. Isn't well, there a scene where yeah. like someone gets pinched between two like bumpers? No, maybe, maybe not. No. Just watch it. You'll love. Just it. Just watch it. It's amazing. Okay. It's actually really good. It holds up. I love. Is it, it. a horror movie? Yeah, but it's a yeah. horror in in the way that like Cabin Fever was horror. Like, oh, yeah, you it's love total- Cabin. I know Fever. you love Cabin Fever. Yeah, okay. it's not a scary movie. It's just like a fun yeah. thriller. You okay. got this. Jeepers Creepers. That's actually a scary movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does have some scary parts in it, especially the director is scary. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. a he's a pedophile. Oh, oh maybe yes. I don't want to watch that. Okay. Well, you know, you can still like the movie, right? I mean, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> what do you call a bundle of hay in a church? God damn it! I hate you. A pew. A Christian bundle bay. of Christian Bale. Oh, <laughs> speaking of Christian, but God damn well, it. Well, in my notes, I wrote, speaking of, because I had yeah. just said Christian Bale, but yep. Robbie had also just said pedophile, so I... Yeah. I <laughs> speaking so of, one have worked. <laughs> really, really rough transition from... Speaking oh, you know that of... Mo- you know that movie you like? Yeah, the director is totally a pedophile. <laughs> well, we were all just like... Oh. Yeah, sorry. Oh, Th- that's my energy that I just ruin things for people. <laughs> I love it. That's my energy. Also, I totally thought you were going to say Christian Mingle. Oh, uh. <laughs> what do you call a, bar- a bale of hay and a Christian Mingle? Christian Mingle. Oh, it's no. called a Christian Mingle. I don't know why, but it was funny to me, so I shared. Did you guys know that your pupils are the last part to stop working when you die? Mm hmm. They dilate. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're no longer speaking. I love it. <laughs> it's so dumb. All right, this, <laughs> is, for, this is for Amanda. Circling back to the live tour I mentioned yes, earlier. I need this. That Universal put together in 2018 called Fast and Furious Live, because again, <laughs> not a lot of creativity here. Listen. Holy shit. Stay true to, your, to who you are, man. It was, it was a series of live shows which combined stunt driving, pyrotechnics and projection mapping to recreate scenes from the film and perform other stunts. Oh my god. During production, thousands of stunt performers and drivers auditioned. Died. We're were terribly injured and underpaid. (laughs) Burned beyond recognition. (laughs) We lost another one. Throw him in the bin. (laughs) In the pile. In the pit. Add Add him to the pile. That's how they build their ramps. Mm-mm. Holy shit. <laughs> oh. No, during production, thousands of stunt performers and drivers auditioned and were required to undergo a four month training camp if selected. They don't fuck around. You got to get these right. 
Additionally, parkour athletes and stunts requiring both drivers and parkour practitioners, quote Hell unquote, yeah. are also featured. Critically, it was not received well. <laughs> no? Ryan, Bit of a flap. Ryan Gilby of The Guardian wrote, quote, large sections of seating were closed off, entire rows in the rest of it were empty, and the only danger in Fast and Furious Live is the audience might die of carbon monoxide poisoning or boredom. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is scathing. Adam White of the Daily Telegraph gave the show a two out of five rating, commenting that, quote, Fast and Furious Live often feels like an elaborate, if lethargic, playground game, one hinging almost entirely on imagination. <laughs> yes. Shit. Just like the movies, and I love it. Oh, my God. That is just like the movies. The tour was a financial failure. (laughs) Really? The show's production (laughs) company entered what's called administration, but it's basically the UK version of bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. Because all the shows were in, like, Europe and around Europe, really. Tested it out on in Europe first. Yeah. Yeah. Got Um, to. So bankruptcy, bankruptcy in summer 2018 and all of the cars and equipment were auctioned off in 2019. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Uh, Listen, that boggles my mind because the stunt performances in those movies are by far the coolest. They're amazing. And, part. and they they're really amazing. don't rely on CGI. No. As much it, as. It, well, in a lot of like the stunts, they don't. But it, yeah. they do it more in just like the actors driving fast. You right. Know? Like those close-up shots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you guys, I really hate my job. (laughs) All I do is crush cans all day. It's so depressing. (laughs) Uh, The best part about that one is I saw it in the notes before you delivered it, and I just saw, like, death coming. Like, I just saw it. Oh, yeah. Uh. So we're going to switch gears because we can't not talk about Paul Walker. Oh, that's beautiful boy. So here is a rundown from all that is interesting. Mm. On November 28th, 2013, Paul Walker signed on to Twitter to wish his followers a happy Thanksgiving. I was going to take that part out. It's corny. I forgot. The Fast and Furious actor had many reasons to be grateful that year. The sixth installment of his beloved movie franchise had broken box office records, and he was starting to produce films of his own. But just two days later, Paul Walker met an untimely death. Known for being a philanthropist, Walker had spent November 30th, 2013 at a toy drive event for his disaster relief charity, Reach Out Worldwide, which was founded in the wake of the 2010 earthquake in Haiti. Walker left happily just before 3.30 p.m. and was never seen alive again. That's dramatic. He was definitely seen alive again. they're, uh, They're just being dramatic. I, I mean, yeah. we'll get to it. Uh, where do pirates get their hooks? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding Holy me? Shit. Psychopath. <laughs> You're insane. Wow. I plugged it in at the beginning. We know wow. these dies. Well, uh, spoiler. Where do pirates get their hooks? God, uh, where? Secondhand stores. But they're hooks, not hands. That- Secondhand stores. But it is. They need a, hand, a new but... hand. They need a new second hand so they go get a hook. Oh, but it's a hook though, not a hand. <laughs> Much like that, the character he played a... in Fast oh and god. Furious. Oh my god. Oh my fucking Such god. Such a good episode. This is psychotic. <laughs> this was a fan pick. She asked me to. Okay. Yeah. Bri- Brian O'Connor. <laughs> yeah, it's her fault. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, it's good. Brian O'Connor. 
Mm -hmm. 40-year-old Paul Walker was drawn to high-octane cars. In fact, that day's charity event was held at a high-performance car shop owned by Walker, Paul Walker, and his friend Roger Rodas in Santa Clarita, California. Walker and Rodas had planned the event to help the survivors of Typhoon Haiyan in the Philippines. Oh, my God. What a a good guy. Yeah. At about 3.30 p.m., Walker and Rodas decided to take a 2005 Porsche Carrera GT with Rodas driving and Walker riding shotgun for a spin to test it on a popular drifting curve at an office park in the Valencia neighborhood of Santa Clarita. Mm. The car was known for being hard to handle and only a few hundred yards away from the shop. So like right when they took off, Rodas lost control of the vehicle. The Porsche was traveling at about 100 miles an hour before it hit a curb, a tree, a light post, and another tree before bursting into flames. They Uh, were both wearing seatbelts, but it didn't matter. It wouldn't matter. matter. Yeah. That's not a thrown from the vehicle or what, like, kind of death. That is a... There's a uh, picture of the vehicle. It's so bad, you guys. It's so bad. It's it's so scary. It's barely recognizable as a car. I mean... What a fucking horrific and terrifying way to die. It's yeah. like, I, all, my personal feelings about this movie franchise and Paul Walker and how, like, this bit, poor man, I I was so devastated when I he know. died. You were? Like, oh, my God, I People, remember. like, sent flowers to my work and my mm-hmm. colleagues at work, like, what? literally, cha- oh, yeah, like, changed the welcome message on our point of sale system to say, Amanda, we're so sorry for your loss. Mm-hmm. And then, ironically, my dad died like a month later. Yeah. <laughs> so it got kind of uh, melted in with other grief. But when I say I grieved Paul Walker, oh, yeah. I grieved Paul Walker Fully mostly because of this franchise. Than- like I, I, I didn't know that much about him, but I was like so excited about the expansion of this franchise. And then he mm-hmm. fucking died when it's hitting its peak. Yeah, it was peaking, bummer. and then he fucking died. I was so devastated, so yeah. devastated. I cried like. Like, like, literally, like a person cries over yeah. a person they know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have I was never going experienced that flavor yeah. of emotion before. Robbie was there. I he was knows. there. I can vouch for all of this nonsense that was completely true. Nonsense. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to belittle your, your oh, feelings. No, no, please. But it, it, just, it just was, it was just crazy. The whole situation was just crazy. Like, it was such a bummer. And your reaction to it was so shocking. Shocking. <laughs> shocking. <laughs> I am blown was so away. Disconcerting that I'm she was <laughs> she was in such deep deep grief. You guys, over. I was dating that DJ. Things were not going great. You were projecting a lot. Fair of things were not going yeah. great, and then Paul Walker died, and then yeah. my dad died like yeah. three weeks later. But you can't mm-hmm. attach the two because Talk he hadn't died two. yet. You're you're grieving Paul Walker. At no, this I know. Point. I'm just saying. At that point, I was grieving Paul Walker, but I already stuff was building up. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Talk we were about get, a we were approaching punch. the finale. Yeah. Yeah. First Paul Walker, then my dad. I oh, grieved God. them equally. Heath Just, Ledger, did you give a shit? Yeah, I gave a shit, but I wasn't oh, yeah. this this freaked out. That's that's weird. It's weird. <sighs> yeah, but it's you know <laughs> you've met her, right? You you've met what you know what she's yeah, like. Yeah, but that's weird even for her. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm about, guys. You know what she's like. Yeah. I do now. Yeah. All right, but you well, know what? Leave leave the crazy driving in the movies. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, well, that's kind of what I think. I mean, yes, well, it's this tragic. Fucking guy killed him. Yeah. He, he was murdered. Driving. He wasn't murdered. Settle down. <laughs> we he was need to draw the line. Conspiracy goes deep. 
Oh my god. Well, they did end Do up Do you suing- think Vin Diesel had him killed so Absolutely. he could have the franchise all to himself? I'm just putting it out there. Yes. Absolutely. Even though they were best are, friends. I know this show is known for wild speculation, so I got to throw it out there. Yeah. I'm going to keep reading this because it gets worse for Amanda. Here we yep. go. Oh, poor baby. Those attending the charity event immediately came running, including Rodas's young son, who didn't oh. know that his dad was in the car until he noticed the make and model and then mm. put it together. As Walker's friend Antonio Holmes recalled, it was one of the most horrific crash scenes in Hollywood history. He said it was engulfed in flames. There was nothing. They were trapped. Employees, friends of the shop. We tried. We tried. We went through fire extinguishers. Yeah. They did everything they could to rescue the two men, but the flames were too intense. In the end, Walker was burned beyond recognition and had to be identified by his dental records. Oh, According to the report, Walker's cause of death was traumatic and thermal injuries while Rodas oh, no. died of traumatic injuries. Oh. So Paul Walker, like, burnt. He really burned. Oh, yeah. I think he was alive for a, a little bit, but let's, Rodas died immediately. Let us like. hope he was unconscious. Yeah, please, oh. for the love of God. Uh, there is no fucking way, because the when he hit the, the impact s- alone, when yeah. he hit the second tree, that hit the passenger side. So, it so that probably out. took him out. Before anything. He might have been fully brain dead before he even caught on fire. God, you know an accident is bad when When you're hoping they were brain dead (laughs) before they- Oh, I hope his head was smushed to a slurry before the fire got to him. God, I A thousand percent. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. There were no signs of drugs or alcohol detected in either men. In 2015, Walker's 15-year-old daughter, Meadow, filed a wrongful death suit blaming Porsche's design flaws for the accident because, like I said, the car was known for being hard hard to handle. handle. Yeah. Ultimately, a thorough analysis found, quote, no pre-existing conditions that would have caused this collision and blamed worn-out tires and unsafe speeds. Mm-hmm. Both airbags had deployed as intended, with the autopsy stating Rodas had, quote, rapidly died of severe blunt head, neck, and chest trauma. So to me, that says he died right away. Yeah. The investigation revealed even more about how Paul Walker died. His autopsy noted fractures in the left jawbone, collarbone, ribs, pelvis, and spine. So he oh. was, it was fast. In addition, scant soot was found in his trachea, which suggests that he, he was in. breathing when it caught on fire. But oh. it, again, that could have been a, a second. Right. And the idea that he was still conscious at that time is pretty, I don't Right, that, right. It, it was such a fucking gnarly scene. Yeah, but, scant, scant is very little and... Yeah. And and uh, there's almost no way he was conscious at the time. Right. Oof. That's what I think. So oh. Meadow ended up settling the lawsuit for an undisclosed amount. Paul was cremated. Oh, my God. And his brother, Cody, who looks a lot like him, helped to finish uh, yeah. Furious and Cody 7. Cody makes some yeah, appearances. Right. He's so on the beach. He's I in have the car. Pi- I have pictures. Okay, so I want you to go and look at I have it labeled feared weight, weird face mashup, but Mm -hmm. I misspelled mashup. That's half Paul and half Cody. Yeah. And in the movie, at the end of the movie, the last one that he he died before it was released and like before it was completely finished, I think. Yeah. Fast seven. So at the end, he and Vin Diesel are like driving alone on a road next to each other. And then the road forks (laughs) and he drives in one direction and Vin Diesel the Dominic Toretto drives in the other direction. Yes. Undeniable. And they just did a little CGI on Paul Walker's brother, who's actually 
in the driver's seat in that scene. And there's like him on a beach where you only see the back of him. Cause like in the story, they write him out of the story by being like, Oh, he has a family. Now he marries Dominic Toretto's sister. They go off, they have a kid. And so he's like out of the game. We can never have him back for a job ever again. And then that's just like how they explained it away. And he never shows up. Again. Are you crying? <laughs> no, <laughs> I was kind of laughing, but yeah. anyway, the anyway. resemblance is uncanny. She's done her crying. Yeah. Did you know that the first French fries weren't cooked in France? No, they were fried in Greece. Mm. Stop reading my notes. I didn't. My dad's, one of my dad's favorite jokes <laughs> that he learned from his dad was, where was the first donut fried? And the answer is in Greece. Nice. And he thought it was so fucking funny. <laughs> Your dad. Well, I think this one's even funnier. Have, right. you, have you heard about those new corduroy pillows? They're really making headlines. Oh I hate God. you so much. It was so funny. I was so excited to do this with you. And I like, I love you, Lucy. Oh, I loved you, Lucy, so yeah, much. Like, this before is a this nightmare. I have one more and then my segment's over. Great. I can't take my dog to the pond anymore because the ducks keep attacking him. That's what I get for buying a purebred. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It took me so long. <laughs> It took me so long, like several beats to get that. I'm like, why are they, why do they hate a pure breed dog? Like, I hated, I hated that so much. Oh my God. Well, great job, Lucy. Should we take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors? Yes. Holy shit. So if I don't get a good night's sleep, I will be insufferable to be around first off. I also feel like physically super messed up if I did not sleep properly. Like I will feel physically ill if I don't get enough sleep. Mm -hmm. And even just one night of bad sleep can have a full blown ripple effect on the rest of your week. Like game over. What's that? It might be a wives tale, but they're like, oh, it takes like two days to catch up on one bad night of sleep. It's like, yeah, no, it takes me yeah. seven days. It's called like sleep interest or right. something. Yeah, it's nuts. So if you're struggling to get a good night's rest or you just want to wake up a little more refreshed, check out the sleep CBD solutions from Next Evo Naturals. This is amazing. They have two great sleep products, the Triple Action Sleep Capsules and the Sleep Support CBD Complex Gummies. Those are my personal fave because, you know, I don't mm -hmm. love taking pills. But Bill, mm -hmm. my fiance, really loves the capsules and he takes them like every night. And both are designed to help you get the rest you need to wake up feeling refreshed. I love the gummies. Mm -hmm. I love a good gummy. It like doubles as a snack. Yeah, it's a nighttime treat. And these Next Evo Naturals just... I take one right before I go to sleep and it just helps me just like kind of calm down a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I find it really difficult to actually drift off to sleep naturally. Yeah. And I know I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Next Evo's sleep CBD solutions help you get more refreshing sleep in a natural way. Mm. Their premium THC-free CBD features smart sorb technology with four times better absorption than normal CBD. Love it. So the, it features like this triple action sleep capsules that are formulated with slow release and fast acting melatonin. And they are clinically shown to support quality rest and relaxation. And you can try their delicious strawberry flavored sleep support CBD complex gummies. Mm -hmm. These are so good. These They're, are my fave. Like I said, they double as a snack. Mm -hmm. And these have fast acting melatonin that helps you fall asleep quickly mm -hmm. and I mean 
when I say quickly, yeah, I ha- my biggest problem is just like lying awake at night. Yeah, doom scrolling either on your phone or in your own mind. Yes, mm-hmm. it's awful. But I get yeah, it. these these really really help. And not all CBD is created equal. So with some, with most CBD products, it's a mystery if you're even getting what's on the label. Like mm-hmm. you have to kind of try it out and see if it works for you, and then it's you feel like it's like a waste of money and mm-hmm. whatever. But NexEvo's precision formulations are backed by more scientific studies than any other CBD brand on the market. That's amazing. Developed by scientists and supported by rigorous laboratory testing, NexEvo delivers proven results. These are vegan, non-GMO, and THC-free using 100% U.S. grown hemp. I'm going to be honest with you. I shared some of these with my Mm father-in-law, and he isn't like a... Uh, uh, any so any anywhere close to a fan of THC, right. and he loved these. Yeah, help you just relax and wind down at the end of a long day. I love it. Who doesn't need that? Everybody needs it. So get a better night's rest with Sleep CBD Solutions from Next Evo Naturals. For up to twenty five percent off subscription orders of fifty dollars or more, use promo code GALS at nextevo.com. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O dot com, promo code GALS, and treat your sleep. Treat it. Robbie, you're covering Kenyon's case for us today. Yes, indeed. Godspeed. Good luck. I have not read this. I don't know what you're about to do. No idea. So, welcome to the fabulous world of Formula One racing. Oh, God. Now- Jesus Christ. I thought- For many years, that Formula One racing was had something to do with the formula of the gasoline that they they use the like That's particular what I thought. O- the particular no, octane. It's, it's fun fact. It's baby formula. <laughs> they they actually feed what? all of the racers baby formula. Formula One was That's named so after fast. baby formula. It was the first sponsor. Yep. So they they actually yeah they all have to drink it, and so part of it is not throwing up during yep. the, <laughs> the where you go fast and then you turn left sometimes yep. mm-hmm. in like an oval. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's amazing. <laughs> so actually, the I, I, and I realized as I started to like kind of look around and research around, around this case that I was basing that on absolutely nothing. Right. <laughs> it it yeah. isn't at all that. That isn't what it is. So Formula One racing started in the 1920s and 30s championship grand prix motor racing people were obsessed with cars and they were ready to take this shit really seriously mm-hmm. and the formula referred to in formula one racing is actually the set of rules that all cars have to comply with oh. in order to be in the races okay okay. Uh, okay so this particular formula is it's they're those cars that are open wheel, yep. so no no enclosed wheels. Okay. Uh, single seater cars. Yep. Okay. They're the little pointy ones. Yep. Yep. Okay. And they're little hideous. rocket ships. Little hideous. rocket. Yep. They're just hideous cars. They're not sexy. Yep. Mm-hmm. They are not sexy like the cars and gentlemen. The NASCAR cars. <laughs> in those the Fast and sex. Furious series. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, all those hotties in NASCAR. Yeah. Woo. They're all uh, shiny. Actually, mm. <laughs> the the drivers are yeah. shiny? Yes. I and the cars. That's fun. Oh, I have a picture of the topless drivers on <laughs> as one of my photos, too. Duh. Oh, really? On the drive, which will be on the blog. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Shirtless Paul Walker. 
Ugh. Oh, blouseless. Blouseless. <laughs> And shiny. Paul Walker without his blouse. I love a shiny Paul Walker without a blouse. <laughs> he was a shiny guy. God, mm-hmm. just what a loss. Mm-hmm. So at any rate, the formula refers to that kind of look, that pointy arrow-shaped look that they all have to have. Okay. This specific formula was agreed upon in 1946 before the Turin Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. I know a lot about cars. Yes. (laughs) You're a man and you know a lot about cars. I am a man. (laughs) And therefore, I like cars. Mm -hmm. I I have to. Yep. (laughs) They'll hurt me if I don't. (laughs) Uh, Formula One. (laughs) Yeah, I just, sorry. uh, Sorry, I had a haunting memory there for a second that you triggered. Uh, I was told when I was a kid, (laughs) when I was 16, I was being driven home by a friend and he said, you need to learn to to do stick because if you hit 17 and you don't know how to how to drive a stick shift, your dick falls off. And I was like, ha 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 ha. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. And, and then I got out of the car and I was like, that's probably a myth. <laughs> and then I risked it. And then guess I ri- what? I, just, I was like, you know what? I'm going to risk it. And it fell off. <laughs> and, it was yeah, crazy. Yep, I, yep, that's absolutely true. Yeah, so, so another part of the formula is that like they have to be manual shifts, mm-hmm. and they have all kinds of rules like that. So Formula One became a cultural phenomena, economic powerhouse, super, super popular, big, big money in this stuff. Mm-hmm. European car manufacturers entered to like show off their design prowess. Fierce competition for who like who designed the fastest, most aerodynamic most cars. Furious cars. Most furious Most mm. furious, most serious furious, mm-hmm. most furious yeah. formula cars that obeyed the formula rules. Cool. Do they win like money? Is this all about like money oh, yeah. and rich people? Oh yeah, there's big money in this, but more than anything from what I could see is it's that like Ferrari and McLaren and like all these like big, uh, big companies. status car makers. Yes, they so like the Ferrari car wins all the time. So then you go, wow, they really know their shit. I, I should want go a buy Ferrari. a Ferrari. Yeah. That will help my penis. Yeah. Uh, grow that back. will help. Grow that, back. That, that will <laughs> help my penis. That will help my that's what that's what the cars are for. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, it's to like, oh, to make up for it. No, it's like a big car helps the penis. Yeah. It mm-hmm. helps it. A cool car to help my penis. I yeah. get it. That's like why a, I drive like a, a Subaru. It's like a splint. <laughs> and I also drive the same Subaru. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I have very similar car. cars. <laughs> I keep trying to get in your car thinking it's We're my car. We're extremely codependent. Yes. They are both white. <laughs> God, you guys. Did you get them on the same day? Did you go together no. to the dealership? Six months apart. <laughs> like uh, yeah, it was like a year apart. A yeah. year apart, yeah. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so yeah, so examples of the restrictions that the car companies that they like have to include bans on automatic shifting, traction control systems, blah blah blah. So basically they like tried to keep it pure mm. so that like skill matters. However, (laughs) you know, mostly it's the cars. Anyway, Mm -hmm. according to journalist Mark Seal, the real competitors in Formula One are the cars themselves. They're ultralight, mid-engine, open cockpit, marvels of precision engineering, power, and speed. Mm. That is a quote I would never talk about a car. Yeah, I was like, wow. (laughs) Mark Hughes, a writer for Autosport, explained, oh, I'll give him a fun voice. Ooh, the okay. difference in raw driving ability between the fastest and the slowest driver and is the most unlike- furious driver. And the most furious driver <laughs> is unlikely to be more than one second per lap. The, s- the difference between the fastest and slowest car and is perhaps car. 
and most furious car is perhaps three or even four seconds per lap. So the fastest driver in the slowest car would still be nowhere. Whereas the slowest driver in the fastest car would be quite successful. Hmm. So So that's just his way of saying, yeah, the car matters the most. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, uh, it's like horse racing. Like the horse matters more than the jockey, but the jockey still does something. Right. They still definitely, of course, matter, but like. Yeah, it's, it's basically an engineering thing. Mm-hmm. Since the early 1980s, four racing teams have dominated this competition to create the fastest, most furious Formula yes. One cars. Yes. I'm just going to start preempting you. Anytime yeah. there's a, <laughs> the word fast, you also have to slip in furious. <laughs> and or serious. The most vin, most diesel cars in the place. Yep. <laughs> uh, McLaren, Williams, Renault, and Ferrari. Okay. Of which I've heard I had of heard of Ferrari. Three of yeah, pretty much. Oh, you have? Yeah. I think I've seen a movie about this. Interesting. Hmm. Some well, blonde it is, man. You know. It's called the Fat. Yeah, Fast and Furious <laughs> Fast with Paul, and Walker. Paul Walker. You're yeah. describing. <laughs> he's, he's extremely shiny. Last night about Formula One. Okay. About, about these cars and this mm-hmm. whole issue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> A blonde man. I just saw it. It I had think a blonde he was man. A yeah. Cop. yeah. <laughs> he wasn't Polly Shore, though. I swear, I just watched a movie about this. <laughs> Lucy is so high. It's incredible. So everything's just I was amalgamating. I'm thinking of a different movie, but With whatever. A I, I, I know. I know. I'm sure you are. You are making me doubt myself. Which... <laughs> we can gaslight, like. A no other. Pro. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. Good when at you it. guys team up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we almost had you with the baby Formula One thing. <laughs> well, was that not true? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, this movie's so, called Rush. Two uh, blonde men. Oh. Paul Walker and his brother, and his who brother. looks just like Paul Walker. <laughs> Saul Walker. Saul Walker. Saul. Oh, Saul. I think he's a doll walker. He walks dolls. Ew. Oh, God. Ick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so one of those four teams, McLaren, Williams, Renault, or Ferrari, has won every Formula One world championship between the years of 1984 and 2008. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're just competing among themselves. Mm-hmm. There is so much money and prestige at stake in winning these championships that it is not unheard of for a major Formula One team to spend over $400 million a year designing, building, and upkeeping these crazy cars. Jesus a year? Christ. Each company a year. One wow. car. Wow. So if anyone says you can't fix poverty... Or climate change. We or just, climate change. You guys, we just can't afford it. Or the racial wealth gap. We, we just, can't afford it. Yeah, you're right. Forgiving student debt. We can't afford to send everyone to college. Yeah, you're we right. We can't afford that shit. You're right. You, you guys are acting crazy right now, and everyone is really worried you're about hysterical. you. You're, you're hysterical. You're hysterical right now. I can see your uteruses trying to take over the show, and I won't let it happen. No, not on my watch. Not on my watch. <laughs> Whatever. I'm a professional soy boy beta cuck. Like it's I so am good. so proud. So proud of it. I. You know what? I'm all for a matriarchy. Let's just try Love it. it. Yes. Let's fucking try it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A bit. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> a bit of an open secret in Formula One is that these teams are also constantly trying to keep an eye on what the competition is up to. Spies! Spies! Yes. This this case is actually later referred to as Spygate because <gasps> everything's a friggin' gate, right? Love oh, it. Oh, for God's sakes. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is this happens in a lot of really competitive sports. Like, what was the guy, Mike Bielicek? I only know because they make fun of him on South Park, who got caught, like, spying on I don't know other football teams. I'm sorry. Let's you talk about Terrence. the wrong crowd. That was a very <laughs> stupid <laughs> question. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, my my uterine overlords. Yep. What was that? Yeah. yeah. Get what back the... in your cage. <laughs> I'm so sorry, mother. Quick before so... your dick grows back. <laughs> Strap yourself never, in. I would never let it grow back. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, sorry. I tried to talk about sports, but we should just be talking about teratomas again. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, the highlight of this year for me <laughs> so was good. when I tuned in for sports ball and you were just like, nah, I'm teeth not. and growths and hair <laughs> in, in, the, in your arms. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it it's is fascinating. It, it really is. is. And that's where we learned the word homunculus and I use it on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I use that all the time in my like fantasy writing because the whole like making a person mm -hmm. is such a fascinating concept to me. And that's like, I use that word to mean like a manufactured person. It's really mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. So cheating in formula one or spying and like, you know, espionage is rampant, right? Mm -hmm. Cause there's so much money on the line. Take, this is taking the form of things as little as hiring photographers to attend the opening races and take photographs of uh, the cars and then trying to like retro engineer from the pictures what they did with them. Mm. Uh, vehicles being lifted by cranes as they're being transported to the races and it, like trying to estimate like the weight distribution. So they're taking pictures of cars being moved by cranes oh God. and then being like, it's sagging a little bit to the front left. They must've added something to the engine. You know, Weird. I mean, it's crazy. This would take so much math to figure <laughs> out. I oh, hate it. There is math involved, I assume. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is called Formula <laughs> One. We shouldn't be surprised there's math. <laughs> yeah, it's or a baby form formula. It is a formula. Mm. But in May of 2007, Ferrari became suspicious that someone had tried to do the unthinkable. Not just your run-of-the-mill spying, but actually tried to sabotage one of their cars. Uh-oh. Do they put salt in the gas tank? It's Ooh. funny you should say that. Because I think that. that's a thing. <gasps> Because sediment is actually a big part of this case. Ooh. I am smart. You're brilliant. You're basically <laughs> a, a NASCAR. You're basically I'm a formula. Yeah. <laughs> you're formula two. You are. You, you know what? You, your show is formula three. Yeah. Just say, I'm just going to say it. Oh, That's nice. I'm not afraid to say it. The fast and the formula. The fam. <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. So they realized something was amiss when their mechanics noticed a strange unidentified powder near mm. the refueling tank of a car Not that good. they were getting ready to send to the Monaco Grand Prix. Not and good. after tasting it, over and over again, <laughs> My God. they determined that it was not, in fact, cocaine, as they had expected to find, because this is Formula One racing, and there are all rich people, oh, rich, okay. rich Europeans. Got it. Do, got after yeah, rubbing it on their gums and after, not getting high, they concluded uh, yeah, that it that was, it was not, strychnine. That it was... <laughs> Yeah, residue of this powder was also found in the tank itself. 
And Ferrari higher-ups called the police to report sabotage. The cops are like, you got dirt in your tank. What the fuck? And the cops, after tasting it, agreed that it was not cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) To their horror. I love (laughs) The investigation, I don't know why, I don't know why I chose to be so dramatic. It's a little dramatic. A little dramatic, because the stakes could not be lower. These are rich people (laughs) fucking with each other's, like, money. Like, it's not, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. To their horror, the investigation revealed that the sabotage had not been the work of a rival team, but of Ferrari's own head of performance development, a man named Nigel Stepney. A mole. Thornbury. It was a man on the inside. Wow. A double agent. Mm-hmm. Shit. Okay. So Stepney had recently become disillusioned with Ferrari after they made some restructuring decisions he did not agree with. Mm. A couple months before the powder incident, he had stated publicly in an interview, I'm looking at spending a year away from Ferrari. I'm not currently happy with the situation with the team. I really want to move forward with my career, and that's something that's not happening right now. Mm. Ideally, I'd like to move into a new environment here at Ferrari. But if an opportunity arose with another team, I would definitely consider it. So he made that statement, and then a short time later, they're like... Sabotage. Powder. Mm -hmm. And they, of course, look right to him, Mm -hmm. and they find some evidence. Stepney was found to have the residue of that powder that they found in the car's tank... I love this detail. Both <laughs> in his home and in his pockets. <laughs> okay. Well, it, yeah. they cast a wide net. Talk yeah. about a smoking gun, a powdery yeah, they, gum. It was found in his pocket. So all I can imagine is that he was carrying just loose Buck, loose powder. powder. Loose sabotage powder. <laughs> Do we know what the powder is? No. It, it just, it's you loose know. sabotage powder. It's Duh. Keep up. Some, some sort pal. of Yeah. Some Bad sort pal. of like these cars are like really precision so things like grit gritty materials inside of their engines and stuff can screw them up. It's not great. So and it could have just been like sand or something. Right. Mm-hmm. It could It could have been. They they don't ever say in any of the, the stuff like it was some bullshit. You know, right. It could have been sand, yeah. Okay. Uh, it wasn't cocaine. They checked for that. Yes. Okay. Vigorously. Vigorously. <laughs> yeah. They really <laughs> sniffed num, num, that num. one out. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's just sand. Yeah, so... Yeah. But like the other thing to remember, <laughs> the other thing to remember is that they, you know, they win or lose these races sometimes by a second. Right. Yeah. So anything that kind of like messes with the engine could mm-hmm. be devastating for their race. Devastating ca- for the devastating wallet. for the race, which I care about quite greatly. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> so he had it in his friggin' pockets. So Stepney denied the allegations. These aren't my pockets. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Who pooped my pants? <laughs> oh my god! Someone shit my pants. <laughs> Someone. Oh my god! That reminds me of I got a na- a note from a neighbor once that was trying to say like my friends shouldn't park too close to their driveway, mm. and at the end of the note they said, "If you keep parking there, you're gonna get yourself into a accident." accident. <laughs> Into an accident? You're going to get yourself into an accident. We're going to back into you. <laughs> yeah, we're going to back there. into you, and then you will find yourself in an accident. That, you know, and I'm like, well, that sounds like you did the accident. Sounds like a and threat. It's, 
That's a I haven't, I haven't looked behind me, me in 50 years, and I'm not starting now, young that was whippersnapper. In the note. That was what literally in the note. We've lived here for 50 years, and we haven't looked behind us. We're not going to start not gonna now. Not going to start today. Yeah, amazing. You All gays right. move into the neighborhood and start parking your car, and now I have to look behind me when I back out of my driveway. My, my mom hit my sister's car in the driveway one time. See? I yeah. haven't looked behind me in 50. I swear to God, there are kids in this neighborhood, ma'am. Please. I went to Robbie's on my scooter. She was outside. Like, she's really old. She's like creaking around. Like, you can hear it. Sweet lady. Dust is blowing off of her. I still had my uh, helmet on, so I couldn't quite hear what she was saying. And I like take my, she's like (laughs) looking at me, creaking at me, just so creepy. And I take my helmet off. Scared the shit out of Amanda. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? She just goes, it's a beautiful day for a motorcycle. And I just (laughs) ran inside. I was like, Jesus Christ. I just heard this screaming out front. It was a guy running from an old phantom. Did she offer you an apple or something? It was like, that was next up in the whole scenario. Yeah, if you haven't seen the movie X, it's really good and it features a very scary old woman. It's your neighbor. (laughs) My neighbor. (laughs) It stars my neighbor. So there's that. All right, so old Sandy Pockets. Yeah. He did not. He denied the allegations of sabotage, claiming that the whole thing was a setup by Ferrari in order to destroy his reputation as retaliation for speaking publicly about his unhappiness with the company. Mm. Actually, maybe. Uh-huh. This is all skullduggery. It might be counter skullduggery, right? Yeah. So when the police searched Stepney's home, which they did over this powder bullshit, <laughs> I found that to be insane. <laughs> <laughs> the residue was not their only discovery. They also seized his laptop and discovered that at some point he had printed out 780 pages of documents related to designing, engineering, building, checking, testing, developing, and running <laughs> of Ferrari's 2007 Formula One cars. It's for now, a scrapbook. i was just scrapping so i thought the craziest detail about this is that they're like we found some powder in a gas tank seize his computer (laughs) search forensically search with his head off with his dick (laughs) are these the police in monaco though yeah i yeah i mean ferrari has insane pull you know And also, uh, like that, like th- those kinds of events probably bring in so much fucking money. Yeah, yeah it's like That's don't really fuck with our point. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, and cor- look and, into this. you know, and corporate espionage and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, those kind of crimes, the authorities take very seriously mm. because of all the money involved and all the powerful white people involved mm. in those crimes. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is really no different. It just sounds fucking absurd. Really ridiculous. Yeah. It just sounds crazy. It's grown men's toy cars. Mm-hmm. You got it. Literally. I mean, yeah. literally, they are, they are you know, entertainment mm-hmm. vehicles, right? So it was not long before the mystery of why Stepney had printed out these documents and where they ended up was solved. This is where They were a- found in Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a building near the pool, a pool house, if you will, strewn about. Yeah, I love that bullshit where they're like, 
He wouldn't leave him just strewn about on the floor. That's fake. That's a fake image. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the feds come in and they strew. Yeah. They like put it on the floor to take a picture to show what was there. Right. They're not saying like that's how they found the building. Uh, sorry. This is all fucking bullshit. <laughs> Lock him up. Lock him <laughs> yeah, up. Seriously. Fucking Christ. Enough Can I just say enough. to all of our listeners at Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo Lock him up. Bay. <laughs> Lock him up. I hear they play this in Guantanamo yes, Bay. <laughs> on repeat. Yeah. All right. So the documents, uh, this is where the case gets kind of fun, actually. In 2007, a woman named Trudy Kuglin. I love her. Wow. Okay. Stopped, no stopped by her local neighborhood print shop with 780 pages of documents. Back oh, again, Trudy. What a coincidence. Throwing another yep. birthday party. She asked, <laughs> she asked for them to, to for the documents to be scanned onto two CDs. Can you take these documents and please scan them and put them onto these CDs? Okay, well, Trudy's clearly not an old lady if she's requesting documents be scanned onto CDs. She knows what's up. She's, she knows how computers do. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So unluckily for Trudy, the employee working that day was a huge Formula One fan. So like looked at the documents and was like, the fuck? Oh. Yes, he actually kind of knew what he was looking at. Oh, oh my no. God. In particular, Trudy. he was a huge fan of Ferrari. Oh, So he no. looks at all these documents about like Ferrari's secret engineering plans. Oh, God. And he goes, oh, my God. This is es- <laughs> corporate espionage. This is, I, yeah. After Trudy left, the employee took a look at the pages, so he's just got them. She left I them love with Trudy him. so much. <laughs> yeah, Trudy, Trudy might be old. Trudy might be Trudy some might be Formula One. Uh, in yeah. This guy like has an like elderly grandma, <laughs> and he's like, Grandma, can you just go make some yeah. can, you, can you just go hand... Hand the young boy this and this and tell them you want it put on CDs and he'll CDs. take care of the rest. <laughs> CDs. <laughs> okay, grandson, off I go. And uh, you love your old lady voice today. I really it's do. Good. I actually got to just give you props on it. Accidentally really hands over a bunch of evidence of corporate espionage and I love it. Also, I'm, I'm 90% sure that her name is said Drudy Coughlin, but, Doesn't I, matter. Like to, but I like to say Kuglin because yeah. it sounds more like an old lady. Yeah. It's way better. All right, so she just leaves these 780 pages with this dude, and he looks through all of it and goes, oh, these documents contain information that is, like, super sensitive. Like, this is the kind of secret stuff that, that no one's supposed to have. It's certainly to be just dropped off at a local print shop. Right. So the employee Googled Trudy Kuglin, Coughlin and found that she was married to a man named Michael Coughlin, the head designer for McLaren's Formula One racing team. (laughs) Oh, no! No! So, the trail is so clear and and short. It's It's so short. It is a yellow brick road. And it only goes half a block. (laughs) I mean, mean, they do sleep in different bedrooms, but they're in the same house. Yeah, they're in the same fucking house. So what happened... The is coming from inside the house. So what happened is Powder Pockets shipped this stuff to Michael Coughlin, and Michael's like, hey, Trudy, can you... Uh, hey, can you can go you, get some CDs, man? Can you make CDs of these this enormous stack of documents for me? And she's like, yeah, I'll, do, I'll get it. 
I yeah. love you, honey. Love you, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> While you're out running your errands, <laughs> could you stop shit. by Kinkles Just and commit some serious corporate espionage for me? Quick, quick. Would you go do a little bit of spy stuff for me? Just one, <laughs> one spy thing. God, just uh, one. Okay, honey. Fine, whatever. But no sex time. for a month. <laughs> <laughs> a couple days later, Trudy. There's no goes, sex for a while after Trudy, this. Trudy withholding sex. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll she's frustrated you. that he is once again asking her to commit corporate <laughs> espionage. <laughs> it's the stupidest fucking thing. That is the okay, weirdest, but most no specific. sex. No sex. <laughs> that is the Trudy. weirdest, most specific argument. Yeah. Trudy, it is not very feminist of you to use sex as a weapon, honey. Yeah, not cool. On. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. These people. And by the way, all of these people are insanely wealthy. Oh, yeah. I love, hate insanely them so wealthy. much. They're the worst. <laughs> all right. A couple days later, Trudy shambled on back. To this, to the print shop. On back. Creeped I on love, back. I love Trudy so much. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> you got you really crafted a cool character out of her. Trudy's yeah. incredible. Yeah, she picked up two, two CDs with all the stuff on them and the original documents. And per her husband's instructions, she then shredded and burned all the originals. Got it. But in the, someone might have made copies in the parking lot. Oh my God! Wait, in really? Front of, in front of the print? No, I like. Oh I, I was like, holy shit! I like to believe that she said thank you, and she took her CDs and just threw them, you know, in the in car the recycling and dumped, bin yeah, in the print shop. In the recycling shop. bin, th- poured a bunch of gasoline and burned it right in front of the guy. Walked yeah. out. Yeah, because I mean, she was not being very covert about no, all this. No, clearly. <laughs> all right, so. What neither she nor her husband could have known was that the print shop employee had called Ferrari. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and told them all about these suspicious documents and what was happening. This so was his course, fucking moment. This was his Watergate yeah. moment. He's yeah. going to blow the lid off this whole thing. And then they're going to make me the racer. They'll finally in, turn me into the Ferrari I've always wanted to be. They'll make me into a Ferrari and I'll talk and I'll be in a movie <laughs> called Cars. And, yeah. I like how this investigation is coming to this point from both sides. Like, yep. they yep. would have been caught without the powder bullshit. Oh, yeah. They just have Absolutely. no... Just wait no. for all this stupid to play out and it's all gonna reveal itself <laughs> <laughs> Shit. all they you gotta do not, is wait it was what i love about this is they didn't get away with anything <laughs> like, nope. nothing although not maybe you know maybe other things during other investigations sure. but not a bit of this did they sneak past anyone <laughs> <laughs> which is my kind of crime because yes. <laughs> i am not smart and i not, love it not savvy no. i would never get away with anything <laughs> All right, so didn't take long for Ferrari to piece everything together and conclude <laughs> that <laughs> it took about 20 minutes, I imagine. This yeah. twisted tale. So they, they figured it out. Nigel Stepney printed these out, passed the confidential documents to their biggest rivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ipso, boopso. Yep, there you go. Mm-hmm. So Ferrari filed a formal complaint against Stepney, which led to a criminal investigation by the district attorney of Modena, Italy. So now imagine how much funnier all of this is in Italian accents. Oh, yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's good stuff. Speaking of how incredible the Italians are, I googled crime in Formula One to just sort of like, because that's the level of my research skills. Right. That's where you start. (laughs) 
And there's apparently an Italian movie called Crime in Formula One, which I took some stills. I found some stills from and I put them in the drive. Yes, that's what these are. This is the story of a detective. (laughs) His name, (laughs) who Bruno Corbucci wrote wrote and directed a movie that... (gasps) That is called Crime in Formula One about a detective who gets caught up in a case of murder in the world of Formula One. But like, is it in the French Alps? Because he's in a ski outfit in every scene. Absolutely not. His clothing, (laughs) it takes place just in Italy. In fact, there are scenes of him in an aerobics gymnasium. Yeah. He's jumping and doing the splits. Yeah, he's doing the splits in the air. Yeah, showing showing off his like acrobatic skills in a full, like, knitted snowsuit. His clothing in this movie is fucking insane. It makes no sense. They never address it. Uh, uh, Okay. I like this scarf that it's sort of like a necktie, but, like, just one scarf piece down the front. That is a murder detective. Yeah. That guy is investigating murders in this movie. Yep. You know what I think? I think that scarf has a zipper. Yeah, I think so, too. It's, and you can zip it up. And he yeah. wears it in a lot of scenes, yeah. it looks yeah. like. He yeah. really it's, likes it. It's wow. so bizarre. Jeez. Okay, yeah. well, that's it. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to share that with you. Absolutely, you did. So you watched shit. the movie? No, no, no. Oh. Clips. Oh, okay. I have not seen the whole thing yet, no. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I Listen... Fast and the Furious. <laughs> it might be. It might, might, might be might, as good as Fast and Furious. It might be uh, as good as Fast and the Furious. I gotta say. Uh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. Idiots. <laughs> there are probably okay. fewer snowsuits in the Fast and the Furious. That's <laughs> on which one you watch. Uh, isn't there one where they're in the Arctic and a laser shooting at them? No, that that's a that's that, a different. That's, that's, that's the like, submarine. The submarine one. Is that in? Is that? Yep. Oh my god! I've There's, like erased most of the details. There from my is life. Uh, cars on ice racing against a submarine in a future <sighs> Fast and Furious. It's fucking incredible. See, you guys. I feel like I should love that. It's fucking that's amazing. So insane. You have and to let bananas. go of some of the other stuff to, that's actually really funny because it's so ridiculous. You have to. You have to let go. I tried. I no. tried. I watched. <laughs> no. I went to nine with you. I watched I know, and them you go to were space. Miserable. I miserable. wanted I wanted to die through I know. most of it. You were miserable. John Cena acting circles around Vin Diesel oh, was, he was one so of the good. John craziest Cena. things I've oh, ever seen. Where is John Cena's Oscar, honestly? Like, Dude. Where is it? <laughs> and the Oscar goes to John Cena for, for Fast, Fast 9. Nine. Yep. And then the world just explodes. And like, then Donald Trump was elected president. And Donald and Trump was elected president. <laughs> that we realized what timeline we were on. Yeah. Good God. All right, I apologize for all of that aside. <laughs> I don't. McLaren launched their own internal investigation, and in July of 2007, they announced that they had concluded, this is McLaren, this is Ferrari's opponent. Mm-hmm. They said, like, no Ferrari materials or data have ever been in the possession so of We've done any. our own internal investigation. Yes, we found yeah. no wrongdoing. No, no one at McLaren has ever even heard of Ferrari. Ferrari who? Uh, for, for, <laughs> Ferruzzi? Ferruvu? McLaren, em, no employee of McLaren has other than, other than the individual sued by Ferrari. 
The fact that he held uh, at his home unsolicited materials from Ferrari was not known to any other member of the team prior to July 3rd. So basically they're saying like, listen, just because he stole all this shit doesn't mean that we... We didn't know about it. We didn't pay him to. He hated you guys. He stole this stuff from you, but we didn't get any of it. We Mm -hmm. didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. Around this same time, the McLaren team was summoned to a meeting of the FIA World Motorsport Council. (laughs) Jesus Formula One's governing body. Oh my God. (laughs) To face charges. Revenge of the Sith. (laughs) To face charges of breaching. In the the Galactic Court. (laughs) In the Intergalactic Tribunal. The face charges of breaching the international sporting code. Bring me the ring. Bring the okay. Ring. That is a Lord of the Rings moment. We were having a Star Wars moment. Oh, but I no. like to mix, I like the mixing of them. What I, a crossover. It's amazing. What, oh my god, can you imagine? Oh, it'd be so good. Emperor Palpatine and Sauron. And Fast and Furious. And Fast and Furious. And Toretto. Driving a car really fast through the Shire and all the hobbits like, like right now we're sh- cooking with shaking grass. their fists at him. <laughs> now we're cooking with grass, grass. He says as he grabs some hobbit pipe weed through the window. Oh god. Alright, the council ruled that the, <laughs> the council ruled that McLaren had been in possession of confidential Ferrari information and therefore had breached the code. But as there was no evidence that McLaren had actually used this information. Mm, I had it, but I didn't use it. To improve their own cars in any way. Mm -hmm. They decided that no punishment was necessary. So the FIA adjourned the meeting by reserving the right to reconvene if new evidence came to light. Okay. Yes. All right. The Ferrari team was uh, obviously fucking enraged mm-hmm. <laughs> and called the decision incomprehensible. Not because they did it in that voice that I did, but because right. it was stupid. It was um, bullshit. It was bullshit. <laughs> McLaren predictably did not agree, stating a unanimous decision has been taken by the FIA, which in McLaren's opinion is very balanced and fair. <laughs> but this balanced and fair decision did not stand for long. Rich people were aggrieved, so of course this wasn't over. The <laughs> FIA soon announced that they had, in fact, been made aware of new evidence in the case. Oh. A new hearing took place on September 13th, and this time McLaren did not get off so easily. The council found the team guilty of cheating Ooh. by using the Ferrari documents to improve their own cars. So exactly the opposite of what they had found the other time. Yep. Well, so did they just have to give it time for them to build the cars? And then they looked at the cars and they were like, "Mm." I wonder, I wonder, because they were like, well, if you make any improvement to the car after having been in in possession of confidential materials about how the other car is going to perform, then maybe you could make a case. Yeah. So they just had to wait for them to do anything (laughs) once they did it. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, I also... I guess don't care. I don't care. Then <laughs> <laughs> you and I know I, you I don't also either. D- but don't it was care. very polite of you to pretend for my benefit mm-hmm. and to help judge up the you know the case a little bit. All right. Mm-hmm. As punishment, the team <laughs> McLaren was fined a hundred million dollars. The largest fine in sporting history. Wouldn't it be funny if he wasn't fined a hundred million dollars, but told he must find a hundred million dollars <laughs> and that's his punishment if you <laughs> dig deep enough yeah i mean you could that is a very it. stony thought <laughs> <Look> <laughs> <hard> <laughs> enough. 
Yeah, that is a very stony thought. I, I the last time I got high, which I I will not be doing again for a while. I I was I did the whole thing of like ah oh, that the half edible didn't kick in yet. I, I'm about to go to bed. It'll be fine. And then I ate the rest of it, and then I just was crazy. Mm. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. was like, oh god, everything is so crazy. Hey and there. then. And then I was like, oh, I, I got to go to sleep. I got to fall asleep. And Aaron gave me like a Xanax or Ativan or something. I don't know what they are. And the combination of those two things was bananas. Not great. Not good. I, I oh, no. kept trying to read and I would be like, I would I like, read, I would read. read a sentence and be like, J.K. Rowling once again does a stupid. And wait, <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Here we go. We're good. Go back. That's letters, J and K and R and O and W. Those all mean something. What do they mean? Oh, like, you're not just watching Netflix on your phone at this that's point. That's what I would do. Put uh, my headphones in, tune yeah. out, baby. Read? I did. I tried turning on Bob's Burgers, which is my greatest comfort show. Mm-hmm. And I would like follow about six seconds at a time and then and then spend like 20 minutes analyzing those six seconds that I had seen. And then mm-hmm. I'd look back up. And they'd be like, they time traveled. Oh my God, they time traveled further into the episode. And it's like, no, you weren't paying attention for that part. The episode is just continuing. Yeah, it's just how time works. It doesn't stop because you're stoned and it's and afraid. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So I was, I was, I was panicking. I was having a terrible time. I was fully panic attack. It was so bad. God bless. So dumb. I'm such an idiot. (laughs) Anyway, a hundred million dollars, the largest fine in sporty sports history. Dang. Yep. Good thing they can afford it. I was going to say, they like, they had to lay off Cuban cigars and foie gras or whatever. Like, oh, we, you know, we'll have to sell the third summer home. I don't know. Like, probably (laughs) not that big a deal, right? (laughs) It's more a reputational, that that part probably did hurt them. It's an ego thing. So fuck them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was decided that they would still be allowed to compete in the 2007 season, but that only the drivers would be allowed to win titles. Mm. The team was barred from competing for the prestigious constructors title. Got it. So the the drivers can still win. They're not punishing the drivers, Mm -hmm. but the cars can't win anything. And as we said before, that's kind of the the point of all of it. No more prizes for the cars. No. (laughs) Everyone gets a trophy. Everyone (laughs) wins now. Ferrari issued a statement in response to the new hearing, stating that they were now satisfied that the truth had emerged. Mm -hmm. McLaren continued to claim that it had gained no competitive advantage from the Ferrari data and that Coughlin had acted without their... They they just... Both of them. Kuglin had had acted... The Kuglins, the the two of them, had Mm -hmm. acted without their knowledge in obtaining it. Ron Dennis, the owner of McLaren, stated, I do not accept <laughs> that we deserve to be The penal. council rejects. <laughs> I do not accept that we deserve to be penalized in this <laughs> way. Penalized. <laughs> Criminal proceedings against McLaren were dropped in exchange for Mike Coughlin paying 180,000 euros in mm. fines and three other employees of McLaren paying 150,000 euros. In September 2010, Nigel Stepney was sentenced to one year, eight months in prison, and ordered to pay a 600 euro fine. Ooh. <laughs> which is insanely funny to me. <laughs> 
just, yeah, uh, a whole year and eight months in prison and 600 euros. euros. <laughs> You're covering the filing fees. Yeah, it's just such a, such a, like, wow, a whole year and a half of my life. Also 600 euros. euros. Yeah. <laughs> Part of the affair that became known as Spygate or Stepneygate or Powder Pockets Gate. Or, I like Powder Pockets. Like, that's yeah. what I like to call it. Yeah. No one else does or has, except, you know, you and me now, Lizzie. Right. And after being found guilty of sabotage, industrial espionage, sporting fraud, and attempted serious injury, because that guy driving could have. Uh, that yeah. is the most serious thing about this. Yeah. It is. If, that's if the worst something part. had gone wrong, it is possible that he could have just Paul Walkered right into a wall. Oh, God. And, like, oh, taking God. everyone out. Yeah. Oh. oh, that's true. Yeah, there are people in the stands, yeah. Mm -hmm. The sentence was reduced after he entered a plea bargain, and he served no time in prison. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> did he have to pay $600? 600 euros? <laughs> he did pay the 600 euros. Good, though. okay, okay. And that is the case, and nothing bad happened to anyone. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Some companies lost some clout, lost a little bit of money. But yeah, that's Formula One, baby. Wow. Okay. Nicely done. Oh, thank you. That very was much, seriously buddy. furious. It was seriously so furious. Yeah. furious. I'm <laughs> furious about that. That was oh amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, right. should we take another quick sponsor break and then get to my case, which is also furious? Yes. So furious. Picture this. It's 5 p.m. Oh, God. Guests are arriving at 7. I'm getting heartburn already. Dinner's coming along nicely. So okay. Everything's coming together. You're timing things well. And all that's left to do is put the salad together. Oh, my God. Wait. What? You forgot the bread. No. But that's not an issue <gasps> if you subscribe to Wild Grain. Oh, thank God. So you always have delicious, ready-to-bake bread on hand. Y'all, this is my favorite sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Wild Grain is the first bake-from-frozen box for artisanal bread. Plus, they have amazing rolls, pastries, even handmade pastas I have Cookies. tried. Oh, Hello. I, I've tried them all. The other day, I just like, for funsies, whipped up their absolutely incredible, perfect flaky croissants. Yes. I just, wa I wanted, so good. I wanted like a, a really nice like coffee shop croissant and they were just there in my freezer. So I made all of them and we're not going to talk about how many I ate. They were amazing. Wild Grain uses only clean ingredients such as unbleached and non-GMO flour and utilizes a slow sourdough fermentation process that's healthier for you and tastes better than anything you can find in a grocery store. And you can't get that, like, fresh out of the oven from the grocery store. Like, you just, you just can't. You can't. And with this, every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. So even if you did forget the bread, it's going to be real quick, honey. It'll bake real quick. Plus, for every new member, Wild Grain donates six meals to the Greater Boston Food Bank, and they've donated over 120,000 meals so far. So your bread's going far. And they switch things up. So, like, the holidays are coming, baby, and you might want something fun and new, not just grandma's old cookies, you know? Mm. Wild Grain is featuring delicious new limited-time sweet treats, such as pumpkin cinnamon rolls. Hi, gimme. 
orange cranberry biscuits. Stop. <gasps> and y'all, I might cry. Chocolate avalanche croissants. No. I need it. All <laughs> you have to do is sign up at wildgrain.com forward slash gals and choose which type of box you want to receive and how often you want to get it. It is so easy. It's easy to reschedule. It's easy to skip. It's easy to cancel. This is your new best friend. So are you hungry yet? Yes. For a limited time, you can get $30 off your first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S, to start your subscription you heard me. Free croissants in every box. I am th- running. <laughs> Run, don't walk. <laughs> yeah. And $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash gals. That's wildgrain.com slash gals. Or you can use the promo code gals at checkout and treat your breads. Treat them. Brooklyn knows that a good set of sheets are essential for all bedroom activities. Sleeping, cuddling, (laughs) exercising. Cardio. Cardio. (laughs) Horizontal cardio. I think you know the rest. For everything you do in bed, do it in all positions on the highest quality sheets, pillows, and bedding from the home of the internet's favorite sheets. Tell us more, Lucy. OMG. Brooklinen, which is home of the internet's favorite sheets, was created by a husband-wife duo to provide customers with luxury hotel-level home essentials. They offer everything from cuddle-ready sheets to cozy towels and robes, loungewear, accessories, candles, sleep masks. I, I I mean, the list the goes on. The whole caboodle. Yes. This is amazing. And Brooklinen delivers high-quality, beautiful home essentials by partnering with top caliber manufacturing partners and using only the highest grade materials and the result is durable better with every use products that last through all bedroom activities wink Ugh. wink yep and they get softer over time honest to god they every time i wash my sheets and my my, my like duvet covers mm-hmm. they're better mm-hmm. i just i can't and a, a recent upgrade I did for my own life was just to buy, like, more sets of sheets and, yeah. like, duvet covers and pillow covers and whatever so that I don't need to wash things the day of mm-hmm. changing my sheets. Yeah, that's nuts. That, that is, is what nuts. I used to do. Yeah, absolutely And I was like, not. you know what? I deserve better. Mm-hmm. You do. And at Brooklinen, shopping is easy and rewarding with their rewards program. Earning points is a breeze, and there are bonuses for referrals and birthdays and all sorts of stuff. Once you register, you're automatically a silver member, meaning you can start reaping the benefits even at your first order. That's a win-win. That's a win-win-win. Yeah. So for everything you do in bed, check out brooklinen.com today for their luxurious home and bedding essentials and use that promo code GALS for $20 off plus free shipping on your purchase of $100 or more. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com promo code GALS for $20 off plus free shipping and treat your sheets. Trade on. Okay, so my case this week is inspired by, obviously, because all of our cases are, my favorite film franchise. <laughs> and, in fact, is about a film that, ah. threw, that threw caution to the wind while filming one of the most iconic 
car chase scenes in cinema history. Oh. I'm so fucking excited. Mm-hmm. I knew you'd like this. Uh-huh. So I will begin with a synopsis of the film in question. And yes, I am padding my case. And no, I have never seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> For the next portion of my work here, I will be reading from Wikipedia. Excellent. (laughs) The French Connection is a 1971, yes, I know you've seen it, American crime action thriller film directed by William Friedkin, and we'll get to William Friedkin. He is (laughs) Freaking Friedkin. He's also terrible. Yes. So the screenplay <laughs> written by Ernest Tidyman is based on Robin Moore's 1969 book of the same name, The French Connection. <laughs> it tells the story of NYPD detectives Jimmy Popeye Doyle and Buddy Cloudy Russo, whose real-life counterparts were narcotics detectives Eddie Egan and Sonny Grosso, in pursuit of wealthy French heroine smuggler Alain Chaunier. <gasps> the is, this film- Gene- is this Gene Hackman? Yes. Whoa. The film, my next sentence, stars Gene Hackman as Popeye. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) The role he was born to play. (laughs) Roy Schneider, not Rob Schneider, as Cloudy. Oh, my God. How is there so much Rob Schneider in this episode? Polly Shore. Polly Shore. Oh, Polly Shore. Oh, my God. Those are different people. I always forget that. They're barely different people. Yeah, barely. (laughs) And Fernando Ray as Chaunier. Tony Lobianco and Marcel Bozuffi also star. Wow. What an all-star lineup. (laughs) A star-studded cast. What a cast. (laughs) At the 44th Academy Awards, the film earned eight nominations and won five for Best Picture, Best Actor, Gene Hackman, Best Director, Best Film Editing, Best Adapted Screenplay, and was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, Rob Schneider, Best Cinematography, (laughs) and Best Sound Mixing. This is a huge movie. Yeah, it was a big deal. Tidyman also received a Golden Globe Award nomination, a Writers Guild of America Award, an Edgar Award for his screenplay, and a sequel, French Connection 2, followed in 1975, with Hackman and Ray reprising their roles... Considered one of the greatest films ever made, The French Connection appeared in the American Film Institute's list of the best American films in 1998 and again in 2007. And in 2005, the film was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Nice. The Library of Congress. <laughs> the Library of Congress. Gene Hackman. <laughs> Hackman. You committed. Mm. You, that was and good. you saw it through. I saw it she's through. A, mm-hmm. She's a friggin' actress. I'm you guys, a I fucking tell you. professional cat. Fucking <laughs> 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 shit. <laughs> it sounded like you Where just spit so much. Where is <laughs> Oh, God. I got it. I got it. I'm fine. Oh, wow. William Friedkin also directed Freakin' Friedkin, The yep. Exorcist. Yep. And infamously had questionable methods for getting authentic reactions out of his actors. He Uh-oh. was a monster. monster. Yep. 
So on the set of The Exorcist, which was released two years after The French Connection, because chronological order in film is very important, as we already discussed earlier tonight, (laughs) while reviewing both the chronological release order and the chronological storyline order of the Fast and Furious franchise. Your brain is so fucking weird. It's also amazing. Yeah. So he kept... Neurodivergent Wonderland. Absolutely. Friedkin kept actors on edge on set by having the props guy fire shotgun blanks at random (laughs) to just keep people really like during the exorcist, like really stressed out all the time. He surprised his lead actor, the one who played I need the young priest. I need a young priest and an old priest. The guy who played the young priest. (laughs) So Friedkin surprised him in the infamous like vomit scene. By hitting him right in the face with the pea soup, which was not what was supposed to happen. In rehearsal mm-hmm. and in the script, it hits him like, she like pukes on his shirt, like on his yep. chest. But then in the first time they actually filmed that scene, cameras rolling, just out of the blue, just whacked him in the face. And that first take is the one they use because his genuine shock of yep. all this puke in his face is real. Yeah. Yeah. There are some incredible examples of- Like of, Alien. Yep. They didn't know that friggin' chest burster was coming. They had no idea. I think that the shark in Jaws did a mm-hmm. jump at somebody once where, Which, where the actors... I kinda, I'm fine with that. It's I, this other know, stuff that... I think that there's consent. Yeah. If there's consent on board, like when people go to a haunted house... Right. They You're know shit's going to jump being out scared. of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, I mean, come on. Like, these... this And, he go, and like you said, he goes way too he far. He goes too far. He also on set slapped an actual priest... Father William O'Malley, who had a small role in this film, he slapped him right across the face to get a genuine reaction, like right before a take. Mm -hmm. Just fucking smacked him in the face. (laughs) So he wouldn't get away with any of the shit now, but it was the 70s. There were no rules. Everyone's on pocket powder. Like nobody gives a fuck. Also, he was huge at this point. He had the biggest friggin' movie in the world. Yeah, he was in. Yeah, he was in. He was untouchable. He was in, like, I mean, for other problematic people of the time like Coppola status yeah, at this, absolutely. from these like from these two movies who by the way Coppola was the guy who kind of defended the pedophile from Jeepers Creepers oh like, I'm so shocked by that helped him like get his career back on that they were like real, the, he was really good friends with the family yep. sorry I, I don't we don't we, I, stop a, talking about the pedophile I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> it all circles back so he said in an interview with Mark Marin on the What the Fuck with Mark Marin podcast, shout out Mark Marin, we met him in Vancouver and he is amazing. Oh, genius. That he used some harsh methods on the set of the French Connection as well with the intention of getting genuine feelings and reactions from his cast. Mm. He said, quote, I found by treating Gene Hackman harshly, even cruelly, <laughs> it would motivate his anger because he's like a very angry cop in this movie. God, it's one way to do it. I know, right? He didn't like authority, and he didn't even like acting that much. <laughs> Holy shit. End quote. That's what you want from your director. Yeah, I, I took literally all of the joy of the craft away from him. I was cruel to him. <laughs> no. But his relentless search for authenticity in his filmmaking would go beyond just being an asshole and fucking with people on set and make its way out into the public when filming the infamous car chase scene in The French Connection. Mm-hmm. So Friedkin said in an interview with Deadline.com, quote, the chase scene was never in the script. I created that chase scene when the producer, Philip D'Antoni, we just spitballed ideas. So he and the producer 
just dreamed up this chase scene. We walked out of my apartment, headed south in Manhattan, and we just kept walking until we came up with that chase scene, letting the atmosphere of the city guide us. This guy sounds like a fucking douche, but whatever. Yeah, I didn't know this part. The steam coming off the street, the sound of the subway rumbling beneath our feet, the treacherous traffic on crowded streets. We didn't have a lot of time because Dick Zanuck, who had already turned down like once or twice before funding this movie he's like the producer of this movie told us that he would make the film for 1.5 million dollars if they could get it done immediately because he's about to get fired and he wanted to get one more good project under his belt before he got fired so this producer is like you've got to make something incredible you have no budget and make it fast like figure it the fuck out he's on a short sale with his career yeah really (laughs) so friedkin's like okay uh so we they just walked around manhattan and tried to figure out how they could like amplify elevate like the movie quality of this movie with no budget and no time to plan. And it was true. Like, the guy was about to get fired. And that actually is how they ended up with Gene Hackman, because he didn't even want to hire him. He's like, that's why we settled on Gene Hackman, who was not our first choice. They just ran oh, out of time. So they don't had to do go with Gene, Gene Hackman. Hackman dirty like He won an Academy Award. I know. Like, <laughs> the universe is so fucking random. Oh, and, like, it's so crazy. Anyway. So he says, we walked 55 blocks and came up with a chase. No one ever asked to see a script. So they they just have, like, no regulation, no oversight. Oh, my God. (laughs) How did no one get killed? Or did they? (laughs) Oh, she's got a ways to go. No one got killed. But I am, I'm going to play you an opening couple frames of this chase scene so you can get an idea of what we're fucking dealing with here. Like, how busy the street was. bananas. I can't believe nobody got fucking murdered during this. Okay, so this is just to set the tone. This is Gene Hackman. It's kind of an iconic part of New York. There's like Mm -hmm. that elevated train and there's road underneath the train. It's in so many movies. So you can see like it's busy. Like there's streetlights. There's a ton of cars everywhere. Like it's a legitimate. (laughs) Oh my God. I almost got killed by Gene Hackman today. Well, (laughs) funny that you should say that. So... In this scene, Gene Hackman is like having an anger meltdown. He's it's it, this is like a cops and robbers mm-hmm. movie. So he's been chasing this bad guy the whole movie. And it's kind of culminating in this like chase moment. The bad guy's on the train up above him and he's trying to keep up with the train so he can like cut him off, basically. So this guy, the bad guy's on a New York City subway train. Gene Hackman is driving in this like ugly brown Pontiac Le Mans on the street below. <laughs> uh, just a moment for Pontiac Le Mans. What a great, what a great name for the car. So what great. Do we call, we've got what do you, we've got you know Panther Cougar. What do we call this cool, sexy new Le car? Le Mans. Name it after me, the Le Mans. <laughs> Friedkin is literally the one filming the scenes where like he where it's the perspective of someone behind the driver in the car. So like <laughs> the director is in the backseat with a camera behind the stunt driver, a man named Bill Hickman. And the only reason that Friedkin was the one back there was because all the other cameramen had like wives and children. And this director knew that what he was going to do was so dangerous that he'd rather risk his own life in the car. And than, Gene Hackman's life. And Gene Hackman's life. Gene and Hackman, the, and the stunt driver's life. The stunt driver mostly. Than put these camera people on this job. Jesus So he fucking Christ. knew what he was doing. Oh my God. Yes. 
he's sitting behind the stunt driver to get the like back of the behind the headshots. And Friedkin had been poking at and goading the stunt driver all week leading up to filming this scene to make sure, I guess, the back of this man's head emanated the same <laughs> anger and frustration as Gene Hackman. <laughs> what is insane. So the veins were really bulging. Yeah. You, like, I need the back of his neck red. Yeah, he's like, I want, a, I want this energy to match, so I'm going to be a psychopath to you too oh all week as I put my life in your hands and you drive this you stunt drive this car with me and that it. is ridiculous it's absurd it. it's absurd so this is a quote from slashfilm.com quote the incensed driver slammed on the accelerator running spotlights and driving up or stoplights excuse yeah. me i'm high and driving <laughs> up to 90 miles per hour for over 25 blocks Jesus in Christ. manhattan in new york and they they weren't blocked off streets oh we'll get to that <laughs> Holy shit. Like Hackman's reckless cop character, Popeye Doyle, Friedkin was obsessed with getting what he wanted. In this case, a pseudo-realistic documentary-like chase. To shoot the chase sequence, they had a siren mounted on the car. So literally just just that one red light flashing. I don't even know if it made sound. It's like the one that Dwight Schrute uses to to (laughs) go through traffic. (laughs) So they had that on the top of the car and Freakin had worked out the chase beforehand with his actors, including a woman pushing a baby carriage, like who was an actual actor. It's Mm. not a baby in the baby carriage, but the driver Popeye, the character has to almost hit her. He like narrowly misses her in the scene. And she was a staged actor. She was in on it, but he neglected to tell the stunt driver that a Dude. woman with a baby carriage was going to walk out in front of him. Oh, my and so God. His dodge is also authentic. Like his, oh, my God, there's a lady with a baby about to cross the road. This director is a Shit. fucking psycho. He's a psycho. Jesus. Friedkin was able to shoot some scenes on the overhead train that Popeye was uh, chasing by bribing an official <laughs> with $40,000 cash and a free ticket to Jamaica to take a vacation. Amazing. <laughs> I do love guerrilla filmmaking like yeah, that. I do insane. think that is incredible. Like when when filmmakers are like, yeah, can I can I give you 200 bucks and we can just shoot in the morgue right. tonight or like whatever. Like as long as you're not putting anybody's but, lives uh, in danger. Exactly. Exactly. But this, this is like the worst thing. It'd be one thing to just shoot from the train or whatever. It's right. another to be. And we're going to. That's what we're Right what we're yeah. about to get to. God. Oh, my God. The quote ends with saying what he didn't have was a permit to shoot on the street, let alone endanger the lives of real oh, motorists. Oh, so this isn't permit. in Manhattan. This is in Brooklyn. But yes, real, Incredible. real people. So this absolutely absurd stunt literally happened among civilians walking and driving in New York City with no official like traffic control. Other than a few off-duty cops and crew members managing the situation and, like, trying to keep people away. It was, like, ten people, maybe. Jesus. For this, like, very busy part of New York. The only thing they did to give folks a warning, I guess, in quotes, to get out of the way was by putting that red <laughs> alarm light on top their of it. toy siren. Yeah. Their, their toy light. That may or may not have made a noise. Yeah, something like God at Spencer Gifts. Yeah, and you know it would have definitely been audible over the train <laughs> that oh, was right above, above, it. above it. I mean, it's absurd. So oh. one section of this area had been shut down. It was like maybe five blocks for them 
to use to film and they had been given control over one of the traffic lights so that they could like sync it up with what's going on in the scene and because it wasn't actually blocked off area it did you know that was a safe zone right but they continuously got footage outside of this zone where there was little to no traffic control at all this whole thing was super illegal. Oh my God. And while miraculously no one was injured during filming, there were a ton of genuine near misses with both pedestrians and other drivers. And a genuine car crash did occur between the stunt driver in the Pontiac and a civilian in a white Ford with no fucking clue a movie was being filmed. Oh my mm-hmm. God. This poor bastard was on his way to work <laughs> and just ended up in the wrong place at the wrong time and got crashed into in this scene. And the crash was like pretty big. It was so dramatic that it actually was kept in the film. Incredible. And then the filmmaker <laughs> paid for all the repairs to this guy's white Ford. Hospital bills? Did he get hurt? He didn't need, He didn't get hurt. I, I mean, oh he got rattled God. a little bit, but he did not need to go to the hospital. They just Jesus. had to pay to repair his car. And did, uh, do you know? Do you know if they paid him like for the Hush use money? of the shit in the movie? Oh, I'm sure the not. film probably not. Oh probably my God! Not. I think they just paid. Uh, the only thing I read was that they paid all the bills to re- have his car repaired. That's it. Wow. So I'm gonna play that crash for you because. I was like, oh, fender bender, that's so funny. They kept it in the scene. No. <laughs> and there are some photos of it on the drive. Like, yeah. it's a bad oh accident. My oh, my God. Uh, so allow me to just get to about where it starts. And this was not only. He oh, yeah. won in the movie. a bunch of Academy Awards for this. He won best director yeah. or some yeah. shit. For this, for this one also? Because that yeah. was for the first one. No, that that's. Those are the awards he had won for this movie, The French Connection. All those awards that I read you. Oh, I thought you said The French Connection too. I thought that's what we were oh, talking about. Oh, no, 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 about. no, no. This for this yeah. one. Oh, Hi, there's Nancy, the cutest. Okay, so the French Connection. This is the crash. Oh my god. That's real. I will play it one more time. Yeah. Yeah, holy oh my crap. God. And Friedkin <laughs> yeah. was like so happy about that. He was just he coming in the back boner. Yeah. He was like, yes, <laughs> Birkin this looked amazing, amazing and I didn't have to pay for it. Uh, well, he did. <laughs> I mean, but... just the like. To... Yeah, just the, just the yeah. repairs. So roadandtrack.com points out that, quote, filming the scene this way was astoundingly reckless, especially in the days of no crumple zones, Metal dashboards and minimal seatbelts. This oh is the se- early 70s. Yeah. Which I had to put in here, metal Robbie. Metal dashboards. Yeah. Ugh. Do you remember, Robbie, when we played that internet meme game where you Google the year you were born and the words car seat <laughs> and see what comes up? Yes. Oh, it's just just metal. Yeah. Just a metal cage. <laughs> it's terrifying. I'm looking at the one for me right now. It's so and- good. It, there are literally just metal bars Pieces. that go across the front and a metal <laughs> chunk that goes between the legs. the legs of the baby. Oh, it's like a yeah. carnival ride, yeah. you know, seat. Oh, it's a carnival wow. ride seat. So that's like basically These the caliber are... of car we were driving when that, I mean, you saw it. That's like a this big one fucking like, accident. Yeah. This one looks like Ed Gein made it. Like yeah, this yeah. is just leather and metal. Oh, yeah. and... You've got to play this car seat game. It's so Oh, insane. it is funny. It is so funny. So the quote continues saying, and that's to say nothing of the pedestrians. With the perspective of time, the filmmakers now seem to grasp that fact. Though some <laughs> yeah, renegade yeah, yeah. swagger still shows through in the retelling of the tale. Mm-hmm. 
It's all fun and games when nobody got hurt and you won right. the Academy Awards. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. And Friedkin did finally agree years later that, like, this was not a great move. He looked back on that time in his career and said, quote, I was like Captain Ahab pursuing the whale. I had a supreme confidence, a kind of sleepwalker's assurance. As successful as the film was, I wouldn't do that now. I had put, I had put people's lives in danger. And needless to say, these tactics would never fly in modern filmmaking. Like, he never could get away with this now. And he candidly said to Mark Maron in their interview, quote, I don't boast about it. People's lives were in danger, including my own. And I frankly didn't give a damn. I didn't devalue human life. I just didn't think about it. Which, to me, I say, isn't that kind of the same thing? Uh, yeah. Like, Sure. Yeah, no, I don't human, devalue it. I just don't think about it at human all. Human life had no significance to me at all. Well, right. that's bullshit too, because surely there are people around him that were like, "This is a bad idea." This. Yeah, yeah. But he finishes by saying, "It was like we're gonna do this this way, and there was nobody to resist me." So I that's think he's probably surrounded is. by yes men. Psycho. He's this like on the rise filmmaker, yep. and you know, in the league of at the time, Coppola was like a huge fucking deal. Yeah, and we've all been. Who's going to say no to him? We've all been part of artistic projects where, like, the vision is there, and we all really want it to happen. But boy, is it not safe, and mm-hmm. and or or boy, is it like not going right? And you don't want to be the one who ruins it for everybody else. And right. that, yeah, peer pressure is very real. Like, um. When I wanted to go on this podcast with my friends, and then they were like, "It's a Fast and Furious episode," and I'm like, "Oh!" But you already said you'd do it, so you I can't already, back out. Interestingly, you did get me to say that I would be I would be super excited to do yeah, it. And I'm not a fucking idiot. Told Robbie. me that it was going to be a a cars and speedy stuff episode. <laughs> I'm not I'm not fucking stupid. And you know who else isn't fucking stupid? Our fan picker for this episode. Yeah. Heck yeah. Thank so you, Carolyn Moore. Special thanks to Carolyn Moore or Caroline. See more. See more butts. <laughs> and <laughs> also special thanks to Robbie. Do you want to share where we can find you maybe yes. online? Yes. yes, absolutely. So you can find me and Amanda Ooh. playing a TTRPG game and being nerdy with witches and fairies and such TTRPG. on a podcast called Could Have Been Heroes. Tabletop uh, role-playing game. I know, yeah. I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I am really proud of it. It is super fun. It is really funny and actually quite touching, yes, I found. it's good. I, I'm, I'm very proud of it. I, I think it's beautiful. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at CBHpod. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but really funny, drunken, extra episodes on Patreon and all kinds of good stuff like that. Also, hopefully by the time this airs, the first episode of our new project called Ghost Wax yes. will be out. So, I'm so check for that at, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ghost Wax Pod. Yeah. I think that's where that W-A-X is. W-A-X yeah. or yeah. like wax. wax. Yeah. Wax. The idea, uh, they're captured on uh, these interviews by the dead are captured on wax cylinders. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because oh. it's the only thing Duh. that can like. And it can, of course, mine no, was yeah. a stupid question. Idiot! Yeah, so, idiot! <laughs> no, it's uh, it's the only thing that can pick up the like the 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 frequencies of the dead. Like, According to on, legend, so. dang. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, in, in the in the in the lore of this, so wonderful fantasy nerd goodness. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me. I... Thank, Thank you so Robbie. much for being here, and I'll <laughs> see you so in fun. like it's an awesome. hour. Or so. Yeah, see you in an hour. All right, Robbie's coming over to my house tonight to watch movies. We love you, Robbie. We love all of you listening, and we will see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye.
Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers!